you should be strong. You should take pride in your physical abilities, whether it's like you guys, you know, work with your hands or in my case, like athletics or, or lifting weights or whatever. Like you have to do something like that where you're, you're, you're pushing yourself to develop a, like, like a set of talents. Welcome back to the Y. Oh, wait. Fuck. I fucked it. Hello, everybody. Not editing that. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Y Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly why Bitcoin. I'm your host. My name is Jeff. I'm joined here today with my Vodka Forest sauce, (laughs) Vociferous. Co-host Doug, Doug, how you doing, man? I'm I'm great, man. I'm also pretty vociferous tonight, so that's vociferous. Cool. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. a good word. Doug, I'm excited. We have an awesome guest on the show tonight. We do. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I don't know if you know him. He's pretty popular in my country. There's a, a few people that are famous, so we all know each other. This mm-hmm. wonderful gent, <laughs> this wonderful gentleman by the name of Joey. Joey tweets. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Joey. Uh, a very generous introduction. I don't know how famous I am, but uh, all the same, Canadians do know each other more often than not. So <laughs> two of us, uh, two of us here in that boat or that canoe, and one—I uh, don't know what. What are you driving if you're an American? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> pontoon boat, probably. If we're gonna do okay. watercraft, <laughs> a pontoon so, boat versus either a canoe. that or a tube. You know, like just tubing. It, in any case, I'm happy to be here. Glad to be with you guys. Uh, love your show and uh, excited to talk big orange, man. Even in a, on a down day, let's uh, let's try and pick up the price here with some quality uh, discussion. That's All right. right. We're single handedly across the the con- continental lines. We're gonna re re uh, reinvigorate the. the See, I, you know what? I'm just backwards on every Bitcoiner. I'm like, oh my God, it's dropping. I'm so excited. This is wonderful news. Like every time I see it down, I get so excited. I don't know if it'll ever go away. I have problems, man. It bothers me a lot less that when it's down these days than it used to, like a lot, lot less, but it's still one of those things. It's like we talked about before with like where the pot with the podcast, right? Like the numbers don't really matter, but they kind of do because it's sort of a reflection of how things are going, you know? That's I it for me with Bitcoin. Joey, do you just, get ex- do you get excited when the price is up or down or both? I it's like uh, I'm like I'm, uh, I, I look at it. Don't get me wrong, but I think at this stage in the game, you have so much not only invested in like the asset itself, but like in the in the ethos, right? Like everything you do, you see like the holes in uh, the traditional system and. Man, I got a fucking fiat story for you guys if you want to hear it. But there's okay, like, uh, oh, yeah. there's like, there's like, there's good days on price, bad days on price. But I'll tell you this: I, I don't uh, speed up or slow down my buys when the price is uh, when the price is like significantly lower. It's all automated, stays the same, no emotion, just stack. Oh, DCA, dude, okay. baby, so uh, only that, way to go. Good. Hey, Jeff, are you DCAing yet? Yeah, man, I, I said are I'm you? On, I, yeah, okay. I, 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 yes and no because. <laughs> I have it set up on one one app. Joey, I don't know what you use primarily. I use Bull Bitcoin and I use uh ShakePay now. And with ShakePay ShakePay does DCA now. Like I just pump money in there and then whatever set it to the only thing I don't like about ShakePay's DCA is that you can't set it unless you make the first recurring buy at the time you want to make the buy. So like for me, I have it spread out like throughout the day, a couple of little buys every day. But I don't oh want to get up really? at like that's, Yeah, oh, of course. That's clever. Yeah. 
Because you, ca- you catch the dips that way and you don't have to worry about like whatever the price is down or up at a certain time. Um, but no, like ShakePay has that too. Bull Bitcoin is one I wanted to get into because I like Francis and Dave, but I don't like, uh, I've, I've never used the service. So it's like, oh, dude. Bull it's not convenient shit, enough. Man. Where's the phone app? There's no phone app. Like, I that's asked I them about, yeah, I asked them about it. They don't seem like they're interested in it. They're very about, let's just make people work hard to get their Bitcoin to make them smarter. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a dangerous play, not dangerous play. It's a ballsy play, but it's like, here, if you can figure this out, then at least your Bitcoin's for real. Like it's non-custodial. It goes straight from you buy on site. It, you have to have a, already a wallet to send it to. Whereas with uh, ShakePay, you can just keep it on ShakePay. So, Swan is I, like that I, I personally don't. Do you guys have yeah, Swan? Swan in, has in, like the, no, we don't Canada? have it. We don't we have We can't Swan. have that. I think ShakePay is basically Swan. Uh, bull Bitcoin's kind of. What was the first one you used then, Joey? It was Coinbase, but I okay. like I think like everybody in Canada, especially like back in like you guys got in, I think a little after me, but in twenty seventeen, like fall twenty seventeen, there's nothing for Canadians. And even Coinbase, you couldn't sell. So for that like entire uh stretch of just the ninja launch on uh, Bcash on the platform, then whatever else came along with all those ICOs and all that like downward price action, like my buddies and and I couldn't sell anything, so we had you have two choices, right? Either continue to buy or just watch the price go down and and do nothing. So, you you be the judge uh, of what you think we did and uh, how you think we fared. But now it's so much easier for Canadians. Like God, there's so many options. And I think can, can you sell on Coinbase in Canada? You might even be able to do that now. I don't know. I've I've yeah, I've literally never sold any Bitcoin, so I don't even know if you can. Um, Outstanding. I'm pretty sure you can though. Like I I think it's easy. My I got my mom onto ShakePay and she's like, well, what if I want to just get rid of this? I'm like, this button and then this button and then there you go. It's that yeah. simple. So I think it it's the same easy. thing. The Coinbase. app is super clean too. Like it's like uh, whatever, this beautiful like millennial geared app. Everything is white and rounded edges and big buttons. Can't it's go wrong clean. with stuff like that. It's clean. This is a big ad for ShakePay. They still have ETH <laughs> on there, so fuck them. <laughs> okay okay wait we have some we have some things we have to say at the beginning of our show that was a good intro so guys if you're listening to this and it's your first time listening maybe you're coming from the canadian bitcoiners podcast you can find us everywhere podcasts are where you're, you can uh look up whybitcoinpodcast.com and then you'll find all our links there to spotify and apple podcasts and all, all the other stuff if you want to find me on twitter i'm whybitcoinj uh Doug is at Bearded Hoddle. Bearded Hoddle. And we have our main uh, Twitter account also, which is YBitcoin underscore. Joey, you want to plug yours? Uh, sure. Mine is Joey Tweets with three E's in tweets. We have a Bitcoin, uh, like the podcast has an account too on Twitter, but. You don't put, you don't uh, pimp it that much then. Cause I, I, well, I, because I don't use it. Like Len uses it for some stuff and he, Len is uh, the BTC price bot, all one word on Twitter. And he does like all his tweeting there. You know, I think you guys are probably in the same boat. Like I follow both you guys on Twitter, but I don't follow your show account. I, I would just like be overloaded with people to follow. And you guys, like you guys tweet fairly often. Like Jeff, you tweet fairly often for sure. I'm a spaz. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yes. you know, I, I, I just, you know, if you're going to have an account, I can't do two accounts. Well, basically I think is what it boils down to. I can just do my own. So there you go. Yeah. I appreciate that. We're, we're, we struggle to keep the why Bitcoin underscore Twitter going, but we try our best. It's mostly just to let people know that we're recording. Yeah. At least people stuff. can reach us through there. You know, you can DM us through there and stuff. So it's cool. Oh yeah. And then good. good yeah. If you do want to 
reach us the easiest way is our email, which is uh, askwhybitcoin at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to reach us. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all the stuff, right, Doug? Is there anything else? You got it all, baby. You did it so that, good. I think that's my first time getting it all. I'll tell you what, though. I'm pretty excited, man. This is our, our big 2-0 right here. Did you know oh, that? Oh, really? I had no I idea. I lost yeah, track I a long never, time ago. never keep track. So Yeah, 20 episodes. That's that's like five Congrats. months of our lives, dude. That's uh, that's really exciting. It is. It's crazy. So also, quick reminder, uh, we're not doing YouTube. So if you... Oh, yeah. This is yeah, our first so. show not on YouTube. First show not on YouTube. There you go. Okay. I'm done okay. with my business, business okay. stuff. Uh, last one that we all love saying. Uh, ev- everything we talk about here is just three dudes talking we i have no plans on saying any financial advice you should do your own research <laughs> don't listen to this podcast for research listen to this podcast for laughter not research uh, so yeah no financial advice here all right dude let's uh let's get on with it yeah dude let's okay so we usually open with a heartwarming story doug and i i know that <laughs> I know that uh, you were telling me about your mom. Did did you want to let us know how that went? Was it heartwarming or was it's, it a struggle? It was, uh, well, it's been a struggle to get her on board. And it was actually kind of funny because it was on Friday, I think, last week. She was like, she was, she was kind of excited, you know, and I hated to, I didn't want to knock the wind out of her sails, but she was like, you know, I am buying stuff because I'd kind of been mentioning it or whatever. Like, you know, like you do maybe once in a while you bring up Bitcoin when you're around other people. And, dicey, um, dicey. <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you know, no, I had, I, you know, she's like, I've been really busy, but I've been trying to figure it out, and and I actually did buy some. I, I have Bitcoin. And I said, oh, cool. What, what do you, what do you have? And she's like, I bought some through the Cash App. I said, okay. And she's like, and then I bought some through that Swan you were telling me about. I'm like, okay, but where is it? Well, what do you mean? I said, you don't, you don't have a wallet, do you? She's like, I don't even know what that means. I said, so you don't really own your Bitcoin right now. And she's like, oh. So spent the weekend on and off with her. And uh, we uh, got her a blue wallet, which I'd never used before, which, by the way, stupid simple to set up. Like, it's great. That's a great app. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like really easy. Um, in fact, it took more to actually get the transfers out of like the cash app because you had to, like, she had to, she hadn't done like her or for whatever reason, she had to do some more KYC and stuff like that. And so um, it did take some time, like actually to set them because it was like two different things and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, we got it set up and we got some withdrawals going. So she's she's actually going to be securing. Uh, what is it? She's securing her keys and her cheese. So that's good. So that's, that's <laughs> you, my heartwarming uh, story. It was just a nice, uh, nice little tale good. of, you know, a boy and his mother doing bitcoin when you, together when you when you talk to your mom about like holding her keys do you like get on the whiteboard and like pull your sword <laughs> out and talk about self-sovereignty and the importance of like the, the bearer asset or you just say like you can you should hold it because then it's yours well she it, so the thing of it is is I'm, I'm telling her how it works and her first response is first of all she kind of went white like because then she sort of because i i said i just told her the rules like flat out i'm like look if you lose your keys you've lost your money it's gone. And so that she's like, well, that's scary as hell. I'm like, well, yeah, it kind of is, but this is the deal. And then we started talking about, you know, and I didn't whiteboard or anything, but, uh, 
uh, I don't, do you just carry a whiteboard with you? Is that how you is that how you present, Joey? Like no, uh, but like I, I've seen more than once, like guys on YouTube. I I love like George Gammon's whiteboard videos. They crack me up all the time. Like this like older guy talking about how the Federal Reserve is scamming the entire like first world economy through money printing, and it's all done on a whiteboard with like I think I've seen of, that guy. It's actually really yeah, he's well. pretty yeah. he's pretty jokes. He's pretty jokes, and so yeah. he's his whole thing is the whiteboard videos. I it's low budge for sure, but it does the trick. But so it's effective, I, it might man. work it on your mom effective. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so she was a little freaked out, but you know, I just told her this is the way it works, and I said, but there's lots of good sides to it too, like. You can't have it stolen from you and you know like it's not gonna happen no one can take it to you take it from you by force if you and i guess i didn't know this this is actually really cool i just want to plug this a little bit blue wallet has a false wallet you yeah, guys know that they have so much mm. good stuff you can put in a fake uh password so that you open up like a fake it's like a wallet. fake wallet so it's if you are ever pressured like you can give who like let's say you get kidnapped or whatever i guess i don't know you can give them the fake keys and it will open a fake wallet and it's that's, that's it dope. was like that's awesome so yeah blue wallet just keeps getting better and better they have a vault they have they're gonna make it so that your phone can be a hardware wallet they're they got everything you need i've been telling you but i'm surprised you never uh, took a look at it but i'm happy that you have no because i just went straight to the coal storage i don't i mean i have no intention of actually using my bitcoin for any particular reason so i just went straight to a cold storage yeah, it's, that's good too. I still have to get mine. Who's, who's the team behind the blue wallet? Like I have Blockstream on my mind with their green, but I don't remember who is the developer for the blue wallet. Ooh, I don't yeah, I know what you. their base is, dude. That's a good question. I'm just on the website here. The website is clean too. I've had it on my phone. I've never used it. And much like you oh. guys, like I have no intention of whatever spending, selling any of this stuff anytime soon. So, But it is like, man, I think the, the last big hurdle... I'm knock on wood apart from the price if this keeps up for God's sake. But uh, the last big hurdle is like the UI, um, the UI battle we have with some of these, I don't know, these like maximalist sort of developer, developer level wallets. Uh, and the, some of the phone wallets that are out now are great. Like Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N is good. Green Wallet's good. This thing looks even better than Green Wallet, which is like somehow unbelievable. Green Wallet's like really, really clean, but this looks great too. I are actually you like thought, a, I a thought... designer? Am I a designer? Yeah. You sound, no, you sound my, very, very uh, knowledgeable in it. I'm, I'm not. I just like, you know, it, tr listen, in 2017, things were damn near impossible to use. Like the ledger had no like interface. The ledger uh, S used to have Chrome plugins as the interface. I don't know if you guys were around at that time or know anybody no, who was around at that no, time. Dude, but like, you, you know, there was no, there was no like ledger live. There was no phone app. There's no nothing. It was Chrome apps. And you think it's dicey sending like your Bitcoin wallet to wallet now where there's like QR codes and you scan stuff instead of type stuff in all that shit. There's nothing like that back then. And then on top of that, you got guys like Odell who suddenly has like a voice of privacy and, uh, and accountability screaming at you never to type your keys into Chrome. And you're there. It's like that meme with the two red buttons, like never type my keys into Chrome or never possess my own Bitcoin. Like, what do I fucking do? I am not sure. And <laughs> oh, you know, like, they, and so, and so oh, like you're oh, stuck, you're stuck that, there. Yeah. yeah so you're, you're just stuck, like wondering what the hell to do next and whatever. Long story short, obviously a few years later, we come so far, like the ledger interface is good. Treasure interface is great. Uh, I got buddies with, um, Jeff, I don't know. You might have one. I don't know if they if they ship these to the states, uh, Doug, with the cold card and the. That's uh, the one I'm that looking the one to get. That looks like a calculator. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cole, Cole Carter. And what's the, what's the little guy that they sell too? Novak sells another one from his his site. I can't remember what it's called. It looks like a tiny little keychain thing. Cold card is one. I can't remember what the other card. one is called. Oh, the one that now. like just looks like a like a like a. It's like a shrink wrapped USB stick. It gets like a transparent. Oh no! What what are the ones that? where it looks like a, a piece of a motherboard or something? You know what I'm talking about? That's it. That's it. That's, that's what that's you're talking. We're thing? talking okay. about the same thing. I but I can't okay. remember the name of the product. Mm, but like, think about how much. Think about how much cooler that shit is now than it was before. Like if yeah. you talk to somebody about Bitcoin now, you're like, yeah, look at the hardware wallets and it's like industrial design or whatever, right? looks dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, back in the day, oh, there was nothing, man. You get on your laptop and have to type it into a Chrome extension. <laughs> I've never even downloaded a legit Chrome extension besides Adblock. Like what am I going to do now? I got all this, <laughs> this Bitcoin and you're telling me I got to pump this store, this store I've never heard of because Ledger is a French store. Right, oh, man. It was it was messy, really messy. So this wow, is wow, dude. Is that sounds shit. like a yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Okay, well, th- this is good then because I didn't realize you'd been in for as long as you've been in for me and Doug. I basically started my Bitcoin journey like this past December, so we've only been doing this for what is it now? June six months. So I'm dying well, to hear more about uh, j- just how you how did you get in in 2017? Tell us your tell us your Bitcoin story as as in man. as much painstaking detail as possible because. I love these stories. They make me so excited. I'll uh, I'll do my best. I I, I work for a place where I, I work for the the Canadian Public Service. So you know it's a place where there's not too many people my age now, let alone uh, four years ago. A lot of older people, a lot of traditional investing vehicles. Lunch table, you hear stuff about. Uh, you know, <laughs> people people talking about their financial situation and they got high interest savings accounts and they're buying gold and stuff. All stuff that uh, before Bitcoin you would have felt was not only normal, but sort of desirable behavior for someone who was trying to save for their future. Um, and a buddy of mine and I had been thinking about Bitcoin, talking about it, but we didn't know what the next step was. We didn't know how to buy it. We didn't know much about it so did you the price yeah go ahead where where did you first like where was the first perk of your ear what did that happen back in 2011 like for me i remember hearing the word and then it just went away did the same thing happen to you or did you did it like who who, who'd you hear it from i i wish i could remember to be honest with you i I don't i don't think it would have been in 2011 though it definitely was in like 20 i want to say like 2013 14 i was uh dating this girl um, who had a friend who was into Bitcoin and he was talking about it back then. And I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't have the, the slightest clue about like, you know, what all the things we talk about now, hard money and inflation and, and monetary and fiscal response from governments and things of that nature. And the, the influence that those things have, uh, both tangible and immediate and, uh, harder to discern and longer term. But, that aside, you know, you hear about it and you think about it and it goes away. I think everyone has that, that experience, right? You hear about it one time and you forget about it after that. And back in 2017, a friend and I that I work with, you know, we were talking about it and eventually we returned on to Coinbase. I had never heard of Coinbase before and thank God I'm young ish. Uh, at the time I would have been, I don't know, uh, 2017, 30, 29, 30. And so I was saying to my buddy, like, why don't we just sign up for Coinbase to see if this thing works? Like, whatever, you give these guys a hundred bucks. If, if something happens, you just, whatever, do a chargeback. Cause you couldn't send debits in either at that time. You had to use your credit card if you're in Canada. So you give these guys your credit card number and 
the ID thing was laughable. It was like you send a whatever grainy picture of your driver's license and you're onboarded basically in a couple of hours. <laughs> and like, and uh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's, it's crazy. pretty tight now. A lot of people it's, are well, stressing out about now is a different story. Yeah. It's all these, all these places are doing like KYC up front, but you know, we're shotgun KYC on the back end, but we can get into that later. The, the, uh, so that whatever we bought, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks worth in 2017. And then, uh, in December there was that, uh, Bcash launch. Right. And I didn't know anything about the, like the ethics of launching a token, what a token was, you know, I saw Ethereum and Litecoin and like everybody else, you know, I bought based on unit bias. I had a little bit of Ethereum, a little bit of Litecoin, a little bit of Bitcoin. Didn't know anything else about anything. Didn't know anything about price action or charting or any of the, uh, any of the, the sort of the communities around those tokens and what they stood for. And then when Bcash came out, like everyone knew about Roger Veer and he was one of the, unfortunately at that time, I think probably a lot of people were in this, this uh, situation where Veer is one of the first guys that pops up on your YouTube feed when you look at Bitcoin and what's he talking about? He's talking about his shit, right? Bcash and uh, affiliated garbage and uh, nonsense, both on the token side and the personality side. So, you know, you're stuck with this kind of uh, difficult to interpret ecosystem full of stuff you've never seen before. And then when Bcash drops and hits Coinbase, that, you know, Bitcoin went from, I think, 19 and change down to, I don't know, 15, 14, 13, something like that. And this in one day, one night, I remember I was at a dinner party. So do you remember, out of the sky. do you remember how many other coins were on Coinbase at the time? When only Bcash? two, only two, Ethereum and Litecoin. That was oh, it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you could only buy three coins. And uh, anyway, so that, you know, that big drop happened. And um, a friend of mine, same guy and I were talking about, uh, what do you do? And we're saying, well, we can't sell. So we know a bit about Bitcoin. We don't have a significant chunk of change in there now. It seems like this is kind of something that might pick up. Let's just keep buying. So that was it. We kept buying through 2017. um, And then in 2018, when things got really dark, there's like that, you know, six month period, I think, where 3000 was more common than four um in the price of bitcoin in american dollars oh, and it was ugly man it was ugly but yeah it sounds but, really ugly yeah but those are the days those are the days wait where, a minute like, you bought at like 15 dollars and you were uh, you think 3000 is ugly i'm confused no, no, no i didn't no, buy no, a fi- didn't i didn't buy a 15 i didn't buy a 15 i think the first the first coin i ever bought in very small sums was like i think five or six thousand dollars us oh okay. yeah, 20, and, uh, 2017 was a very weird year if you go back and look at it it was all over the map in 2017 yeah it was it was the same sort of um same sort of heat that we had in the last six months or eight months right where you get these giant run-ups and uh there's more development around institutional interests and all this stuff but anyway the uh the the 2017 uh 2018 bear cycle was for me like i would guess it was for anyone else who was new at the time you had again two choices either you're going to keep buying and learn a bit about this thing and learn a bit about the um, the tentacles that it has and the reason that it's important, or you're going to sell, forget about it and go back to buying uh, PS4 games and other stupid widgets with your money. And unfortunately for me, I did a mix of, yeah, I did a mix of both. I shouldn't have done, I uh, shouldn't have done the widgets and the PS4 games though. I do spend a lot of time playing video games even now into my thirties, but that's a story for another time too. No, that's the, one uh, of my questions for you later. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so, you know, and, and so carry to, uh, you know, the current, current, uh, sort of cycle that we're in, uh, same, same guy and I back in, uh, I guess it would have been February, March of last year when COVID was starting to pick up steam, we were talking about it because it was sort of present on Bitcoin Twitter a little bit more than I think it would have been if you were, uh, sort of just a TV news head. And 
we, we had a feeling that something was going to come and disrupt markets. We thought that Bitcoin would uh, hold on to its price. I think it was about $8,000 or $9,000 at that time. And it didn't uh, hold on, obviously, when, when, the, uh, when the New York Stock Exchange took that uh, huge dive, I think March 17th or 18th, whatever day it was last year, um, Bitcoin obviously tumbled with it. And again, I'll, I'll just mention here that like, it's so important for you to have someone in your life, like for you guys, for example, right? If something goes wrong in the Bitcoin space and you, you are close to hitting the panic button, you got to have someone there who can be your Sherpa. And you got to be the Sherpa for that person too and make sure you make it through those turbulent times. That's super important in Bitcoin yeah, I and I would argue in life as well. But that's uh, something probably better suited for like a fortune cookie. I don't know. Maybe not a Bitcoin podcast. Anyway, no, so man, we said- It stands. It's good yeah, to have we, a friend. It's so important. And we were saying at the time, like we got two choices here. Either, and this goes for all investing. We talk about equities on our show and, and whatever. I have like some equity positions as well. But this goes for all investing. Bitcoin is just another vehicle. Either- Okay, there's only two outcomes possible with something like COVID happens or 9-11 or any of these giant, like monster, monster disruptions in markets. Either all the markets tank and start heading towards zero and there's some kind of catastrophic event where the stock market can no longer exist and your positions are going to uh, descend to some worthless total in a, in a currency that's no longer usable because of some apocalyptic scenario. And in that scenario, it doesn't matter how much cash you have. So if you sell at a 50% loss or a 60% loss, it won't matter anyway because no one's going to want your cash. They're going to want Campbell's soups and uh, bullets. Yeah, or we talked about that on the show. Uh, yeah, and so, e so either that's the outcome or the second outcome is everything bounces back. And if you have to make a choice in those really difficult days, on those difficult days, it always has to be, uh, it, you always have to fall on the, the second option there. So what do we do? 3000 bucks, fucking load up. You load up on equities, load up on Bitcoin wow. and see what happens. You have well to, you have played. no choice. You have no choice. And so whatever, like without getting into the nitty gritty on like position sizes, it turned out okay. And when Bitcoin started to bounce back in 20, the end of 2019-ish, or sorry, the end of 2020, when people were talking about, oh, well, it's, it's back to its 2017 highs when it was like $18,000, $19,000. This guy and I were at work and one of these guys who's been buying gold, it was like honestly something out of a fucking movie, man. One of these guys who's been buying gold caught us at the door on the way out of the building talking about the price of Bitcoin and how much higher it was going to go. And he goes, I don't know, it's about 18000 now. You guys should probably sell, break even. Government's going to ban it. And then we just started laughing like, dude, you, you have no idea what you're saying and what it would take for a government to ban this thing, the, like the the repercussions for a government that's you know typically democratic and fair. I mean, you could argue about those things, I guess, but you know, perceives per, tries to make itself uh, democratic and fair to outside observers for it to Absolutely. ban something like Bitcoin it would be impossible. And you know, we we laugh about it then. And I talked about on uh, on another show that I was on like a year ago. You know, the same people who will tell you who will say nothing to you. And when the when the thing rises from three thousand to forty thousand, will be the first ones in your year when it crashes from forty to thirty, asking you when you're going to sell and if you're doing okay. You're fucking stupid. You didn't say anything on the way up. You didn't say anything on the way up. You were quiet as a church mouse. And now that the thing is ten times, twenty times, a hundred times where it was six months ago, 
Now you're going to pipe up and see if I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, and this, this price drops have been no different, right? You talk about, uh, you know, the move from 60 to 40 or whatever we are at 34 or something like that. Right. It's, it's negligible in the grand scheme because you've seen where it can go. You've seen the developments in the ecosystem. You've seen that governments are doing everything they can to make this thing succeed. And best of all, you can see that even if you take a price loss of 50, 60%, the, you know, much like indices and other stocks, this thing is going to align itself with the up and to the right line over time because the printer's not going to stop. It's only going to go one way unless it gets you know, shut down by all world governments all at one time or whatever draconian actions uh, these gold bugs uh, fantasize about wake up with wet underwear over. Um, you know, but <laughs> short of that, uh, you're just not, you're not going to see anything besides up and to the right over time. And that's why, uh, you know, it's so important to think about those, those big dips and, and consider that if you give it enough time, you know, you just might see another 10x rise from, uh, from the bottom. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. See, so where, where I'm coming from so far, we've been in for such a small amount of time that everybody that I told early on, I haven't had anybody come screaming at me, ha ha ha, it's fallen. But I know that's going to happen when we go from, once we get over our, once we get over six figures and then it comes back down to whatever, I'm sure those people will start piping up and I'll just be laughing. <laughs> I'm excited for those days, but they're not here yet. I've just started to get a few people to ask me to help them and stuff. So I haven't, I haven't, it's just like, what, what else can yet. you do though? What, if you know, if someone heckles you, like, what can you do? You know, you, you're not going to waste your time engaging with people who, uh, you know, can't be convinced or don't want to be convinced. And one of the things you see in Bitcoin, I think more than almost any other space is people would rather you be wrong and they be right than learn something about the asset class and yep. try and get involved and that's like really i i don't i don't even know what to call that like whatever you can call it a disease of modern it's society crabs in a bucket it is a crab bucket exactly it's a great way to describe it it's but yep. it's so it's this, this super strange phenomenon that i can't i can't think of another like th another thing in my life that's so polarizing on that axis the same way bitcoin is it's just people just don't <laughs> It, it's sad. People just don't want to learn. I, I think that's what that's what stopped me early on was saying, oh, this seems difficult. I just don't want to do it. And then every Bitcoiner now at some point said, OK, fuck it. I'm going to try and learn this. And then you realize, oh, it's not that difficult or you just get more faith in yourself. But there's a lot of people walking around that just have no confidence, no uh, self-determination they just they just don't want to learn it's a sad thing and i'm i'm hoping that more and more people that i know change that ideology but just going with the flow right now i don't know i just haven't it's, seen it's it. hard it's it's hard because it's outside of the it's like off the beaten path you know when 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 i talk to people about investing like I, you know i try and tell people that having a I, I mean, this is, I think it's like a Roth IRA in the States, but here it's a TFSA. I think I have that right, eh? You guys can tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong on that, uh, I think that that's what mishmash. It is, yeah. Pretty sure. So it's like a tax-free you know, account. Yeah. Yeah. And so- You know more like about uh, investing than we do. That's for sure. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember if it's a Roth IRA or Well, the Roth like IRA is the one where I, I'm pretty sure the Roth IRA is the one where you pay taxes at, at the time. So you don't pay them when you take it out. Okay. Pretty sure so that's, the way that works. that's, that's, that's closer than uh, 401 is retirement account, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you have okay. penalties on that. I'm pretty sure you have penalties on that at the end, but they get reduced if you hold on to it for a certain level of time. 
Right. Okay. So yeah, the, T, the like the TFSA here is the is basically the Roth, and like when people, and this goes for Bitcoin too, because you know the sort of beaten path in investing, it's it's been the same for as long as I've been an adult, and I would guess many many years and decades uh, before that as well. You know, you get these uh, two probably meetings when you turn eighteen or nineteen. At least so that that's what it was like for me. I'm fortunate. My father was sort of he was very financially literate, but he didn't he didn't get past the gatekeeping that banks and brokers do. So, um, you know, I remember when I was like 16, 17, working at Zellers, RIP, uh, having like our investment broker come to my kitchen table and like show me the the S&P 500 moving average line. And it was just up and to the right. If you'd put $5 in in 2000 or in 1919, you know, you'd have $3,000 now. But that chart that everyone sees and the mutual funds that the bank sells you and all these things, it only tells part of the story, right? The, the other part of the story that those things don't tell is the inflation side, yeah. the purchasing power side, the uh, wars side, wars and, and, and other policy battles around the planet side. It doesn't tell you all those things. And then when you talk about mutual funds, you know, you go to a bank and they invest on your behalf in mutuals. Well, you know, there was probably a time, I would guess less than 20 years ago where you couldn't get the contents of a mutual fund from your bank. Now, if you invest in a mutual fund, you can just ask the bank which fund it is and rip it rip it open. And guess what's in there? It's fucking ETFs. You can just use Wellsimple or Robinhood to buy this shit for free and not pay the bank two and ten or whatever they charge you to do the investing for you. Bitcoin wow. is is one step further than that, but it's really it's in the same vein. It's don't tell me what I can and can't use to save. Don't uh, tell me what I should be doing based on your phony narrative. And don't tell me that it's too risky just because you can't cash in on it. Bitcoin is all those things. And I think that there's a lot of people who are my age and certainly younger than me. Like I was born in 87. I'm just, I, I am positive everybody younger than me is already doing this and will start doing it earlier than I did. And eventually you're going to find that I think all roads lead to hard money and an asset like Bitcoin. I mean, equities is one thing and there's at least at the moment, like some tax protections around using a TFSA or, or, an, or a Roth IRA, but that's not going to last because banks want to make money on stuff like that. And if people want Bitcoin, then they're going to have to provide exposure to it. And that's just the fact of life, man. That's how markets work and banks are not immune to that fact. So so you think well, you're, you know, we're going to see Canadian banks accept or work with Bitcoin? That's where you see this going? Because that's not what I, I see happening. I don't know. I, I it's worth mentioning that and and like Doug, I don't know what the what the American experience has been like, but I think back to 2017 when I you know I used to have to call TD almost every time I made a, a Coinbase purchase because they blocked the first one as fraud, and you know people are like t still talking now on some of these Canadian subreddits uh, based around uh, uh, crypto exchanges about RBC won't let me transfer money in, or I can't I can't buy a flex pin with my debit card or whatever. Yeah, that, it happened so, to me too on my first on my first Coinbase purchase as well. I got a TD guy calling me, and I was like, I don't know if they called me, but it didn't go through, and I I was panicking, freaking out. So I'm calling the bank. Sorry, what's but, a TD guy? Oh, that's the bank. TD Canada Trust TD, is the bank. You guys, okay. you guys have one there. TD Ameritrade is the uh, same umbrella. I mean, we have Ameritrade. I don't. We I don't. I've never heard it referred to as TD Ameritrade. It's so. just one of the extra big points. Banks. Extra points, Doug, if you know what TD stands for in TD. Total dicks. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> these gotta... days. Yeah, these days. These days, maybe. Yeah. Toronto I... Dominion. Toronto Dominion. Oh, okay. There you oh, go. Okay. All right. I, I didn't yeah. know that either. But so like, you, can't tell, you can't tell me that you went from like, like these guys who are, as far as like banks working with Bitcoin, I don't know how you define working with. I know that 
they're working with it now a great deal more than they were even three years ago. And it, like the wind only seems to be blowing one way there. That's that's that would be the the thing that I would I would point to. I don't know how far it'll go, but certainly they've they've bent the knee a number of different times over the last five years to get their customers access to Bitcoin, even if it wasn't with them, even if it was just like no more fraud calls, no more block transfers, no more, whatever, whatever, whatever. So are so. you, are you involved in some, some of those ETFs for that Canada's put through that are Bitcoin ETFs? Do you know anything about those or no? I know a bit about them. Are um, you invested I, in them? I'm not, I was in BTCC, which was the, uh, bu- 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 I forget the, uh, the managing, the managing firm there, but I, this is like almost, it's it's almost like taboo to say, but I think if you're going to invest in Bitcoin, then buy the underlying asset, learn about it. And I'm fortunate in that, you know, and you guys are the same way, I'm sure, you know, like you know enough about cold storage and, and managing your, your assets that you don't need someone else to manage it for you, even if it's just a small fee, you'd rather manage the underlying asset. I would also argue that the tax legislation around Bitcoin and and spends, uh, specifically transitory spends, so that's to say small spends you would use to purchase something, whether it's a car or uh, something smaller than that. I don't know how high it would go, but certainly something like a Kijiji or an eBay buy or whatever, right? If it was to become some kind of dominant global uh, payment system. Those transitory spends are not going to be taxed. There's no way because if they were Visa, PayPal, all these guys would not be getting involved. They're not stupid. They have regulatory capture and they help write legislation. They're not interested in giving money away, and uh, certainly they're not going to spend millions on payment rails only to see those payment rails collect dust because people don't want to use the asset uh, because of tax fear. So the, the that aside, the ETFs, like if you're going to invest in Bitcoin, buy the asset. If you want to invest in a bucket uh, of of whatever crypto stuff and you don't want to buy shit coins, which is where I fall, just buy Coinbase. Coinbase's fee capture is oh outstanding. You bought it's Coinbase. Out, it's, it's, out, so it's outstanding. Man. It's outstanding right. fee mind capture. Feeling your, you're mind fielding yourself right now, sir. Yeah. It, listen, right it's that those guys, uh, those guys do more fees per customer than I think it is. I wish I could remember this. We talked about this on our show. I th- then uh, some uh, like uh, unbelievably high percentage of uh, retail-facing derivatives products. So Robinhood options traders, basically. Coinbase collects more money on average from their users in fees than Robinhood collects on some percentage of their users trading options, which by the way, never make money for users. So like that's outstanding fee capture. I also happen to think that Coinbase will have no choice but to start playing ball with the Bitcoin community because the in, the incentive for Bitcoin to succeed, uh, or the incentives around Bitcoin succeeding are based in capital deployment. So miners and like I mentioned before, payment rails, stuff like that. There's no incentives for some of this other shit. And Ethereum going to proof of stake is just going to lower the incentive even more for those guys. So I think eventually Coinbase... You know, whether it's two years or five years, I don't know, but they're going to become, I think they may become the first like Bitcoin friendly bank, quote unquote bank in, in America. Um, you, can, you can quote me on that. I, I, I don't have too much Coinbase, but that's not, that's not something I would turn my nose up at just because they're not really on board with the mission at the moment, because I think the mission is going to come for them, whether they want it or not. Yeah. The guy, yeah. The guy in charge of it seems, he, he, just hasn't gone down the route. I, I like to think of people that don't get it. Like, uh, what's the guy, the bald guy? He just hasn't gone down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. He just found out, ooh, I can make money here, and then that's it. <laughs> so, Brian Armstrong, yeah. That's it. So I just feel like 
I don't know, maybe someday he'll actually figure out what Bitcoin is. But for now, he's making a whole bunch of fiat gains. So good for him. Whatever. How many so tokens I want, do they have I want, to, I want to clarify something here. I think it's 17,000 tokens now. Mm. <laughs> all right. So clarify something for me. Because first of all, your knowledge base is way broader than Jeff and mine put together. Yeah, we're, we're in the <laughs> swimming in the deep end here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, listen, much. you guys, you guys, you have more knowledge than you think. I like it's funny. Well, I think, Big, I think Bitcoin podcast, man, you guys, you guys have more than you, you know. And I think a lot of people want that Bitcoin only content and you guys are giving it to them. So kudos. Well, to I want to, I want to hit on one thing because our, our target audience is definitely not your target audience. Like, like if, cause we, well, we try to try to be more, more for people like us who feel like we're still in the, in the, uh, the, the shallow end with the, with the waiters, you know, with the, with the floaty <laughs> arms. Yeah. and um pre-coiners so, that have no uh financial literacy at all i've heard you guys say that it's a pre-coiner show i that's a good yeah. mission too so so one of the things i i picked up on um and i think a lot of people it was in my boat anyways i'll just talk for myself is that when you were talking about like you, you had a guy sit down with you and talk with you about you know, investment vehicles and, and, and you had a guy that you, you know, a personal friend that you were talking with about, you know, this investment and that asset and the other, I never had anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like, and I'm, I'm like almost two decades older than you and, and even growing up and even, even in my thirties, <clears throat> I didn't hang out with people that talked about money. Like in, in American culture, it's actually, unless you're part of a group that does that, it's kind of taboo to do it. And mm. so it sort of perpetuates an unawareness about money and about vehicles for money. And so one of the things I wanted to point out to our listening audience is that, you know, if you, if you want to know about money, then you need to start surrounding yourself with people that talk about it. If you're, and I've read this somewhere, but basically like if you're not talking about money, and, and starting a business or something of that sort when you're in your 30s, you're talking to the wrong people. You need to find new friends. Um, and, and I wish I had had your experience, you know, two, three decades ago, because maybe I would have been in, in with you in those early purchases of Bitcoin. And I would have, you know, been much further along as opposed to kind of like, I feel like I'm trying to play catch up, especially nah, after talking to you now. Yeah. You know? Everybody, so, everybody lives a different life, man. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. So I just, I guess what I'm saying is, is, is that I'm, I'm saying if you're, if you're in your twenties and you're listening to us right now and your friends don't talk about money, go find some that do don't, you don't have to get rid of your other friends. I don't care, but find some people that are talking about this stuff and that yeah, I don't care, yeah. especially with the internet. Now you can find friends across the world. This show is a perfect example. Jeff and I have never met each other in real life. I don't know if we ever will. But I consider us very good friends, and it was literally based on a tweet. That's how we became friends. So I guess what I'm saying is to the listeners out there right now, if you're not talking to people about money and what it means to you and how, to, how it manipulates your life and how you can in turn manipulate it back to make your life what you want it to be, then start talking to people. Find them. Find them on Twitter. Find them on Reddit. There's plenty yeah. of places yeah. to go, but you got to start doing it. And that's one that's one thing that that you when you were talking that I really wanted to, you know, uh, I want people to take away from your conference because you're super knowledgeable and it's 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 embarrassing to me at 44 <laughs> yeah. years old that you're literally saying things. I'm like, I'm just gonna. I, 
I don't know if anyone just noticed. Sit but back and listen. Yeah, Joey's talked for like forty minutes, and I didn't say almost a goddamn word. So, like, and that's because just you know what you talk about, and that's great. So, my next question for you then, Joey, is: you keep referring to Bitcoin as an asset. Do you look at it as only that, or do you see the potential of it, or or do you see it as a currency? Right, like, there's a distinction in those those terms. So I guess my next question to you is, do you see, because you keep referring to it as an asset, do you see it as anything other than an asset or what? You go. It's a, it's a great question. I, I guess the, the really the, at the core of that ask is what would it take for me to spend it? Um, at the moment, I think, you know, I, I would be, I would really have to be forced to part with even a single Satoshi and, and it's not just because I think the asset is appreciating. Again, there's there's that term. I think I think there's a chance that Bitcoin becomes a, a widely used currency. We've seen obviously in the last man, especially in the last like 18 months, um, Lightning and second layer solutions and uh, payment rails forming around Bitcoin. I think at some point you're going to see companies like Visa and Mastercard, which are already starting to dip their toes in, come up with their their own second layer solutions or start contributing to Lightning. As far as like whether or not it's going to be a, a spend currency, like a like a coffee currency, we'll call it. I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be curious to hear what you guys think too, because it seems like you know when I first started, um, or, or was a little like a little um, you know st- still wet behind the ears as far as like the Bitcoin ethos. I thought for sure it'd be a currency, but I didn't have all the knowledge you guys have. Um, you know, when, when the first time I, I started thinking about this stuff, the grass was, uh, uncut and there was no clear path near, no clear path to the campfire. Right. But now, uh, it's all dirt roads. As soon as you get into the woods, you can see exactly where the Bitcoin campfire is. That, that being said, like, do, do you think really that there's going to come a time where, especially if things keep going the way they're going with printing and monetary and fiscal response, interest rates and, and things of that nature, uh, pr- you know, presumably we'll start seeing CBDCs come through the pipeline pretty soon. And that's going to, uh, you know, I was actually just said this on our show that CBDCs are a whole other animal that's going to turn people on to the faults in fiat money because they're going to yeah. be right in front of them. You know, there's already, it's, well, because you think about like the, the, the sort of characteristics you hear about fiat, right? It's, or sorry about, um, about CBDCs. It's, surveillance it's expiry real, date real it's quick like real quick for the audience spending. What's, what, yeah what's what's a cbdc i mean i know central, what it is but yeah central right. bank digital currency so that you know there's some thought I, I think the most zealous maximalists in the bitcoin space would say that cbdcs are going to um replace cash entirely and cash will be outlawed. i don't know if that'll ever happen okay, but it's going to happen it's, soon honestly. i think that's yeah, inevitable it's, it's, I think it's happening. So just, I don't, again I don't just know, for the audience know, but, just for the audience a cbdc when we're talking about it basically we're talking about a cryptocurrency that is essentially the dollar you have in your pocket, but it's, it's not even a crypto. It's not even a crypto. It's just a it's digital. It's not even crypto. It's a, it's, no. It's are they not going to use? Oh, I thought no, they were going to use. It's going to be a digital the... dump. What would what would they have to encrypt? I mean, they'll encrypt it as far as security, but it's not going to be cryptogra- uh, cryptographically protected the same way Bitcoin is, right? Where you have. But to, they need uh, to be in control of the the protocol so they can do they, so they can add right, yeah. coins or whatever they have to do. They'll right. they'll do that. They'll have like spending uh, restrictions or encourage spending at certain places. Time and limits, I think, is what we're gonna see. The, the the expiry dates is a big one. So people don't realize that the money they have in their pocket already has an expiry date. The problem is it's not tangible. It's not in your face. But everyone in the Bitcoin space knows that 
you know, the 2% inflation number, CPI, whatever, like <laughs> it's, it's bogus. Like you, you know, this, you know, this instinctually, you see this in your daily life and it, they're telling you it's not there, but it's easy to tell somebody that the inflation rate's only 2% when you keep swapping CPI contents and, you know, you tell people, oh, look, ground beef is the same as it was last year, but you don't tell them the, you know, the cow's living in squalor and shaking his head back and forth for six, six months before you finally slaughter the thing, right? Like th those things don't get talked about in CPI, but they're present. And the melting ice cube in CPI or in uh, cash, I should say, is there too, but it's not so obvious. But as soon as you start giving people CBDCs with expiry dates on them, they're going to start to think about that. It's going to be in their face. And well, so, we've already I seen never, that with with the negative interest rates. I mean, that's basically right. the precursor to that. That's that's the next step. Obviously, is instead of just taking your money away and making it less valuable, like directly, like a negative interest rate. The next step mm -hmm. is we're just going to say you can't spend your money after December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Like that's what we'll just say. <laughs> you know, it is. So, so go get some more. Go spend what you have, and then go get some more of the. So the question um, is then: the question is then, with all that stuff happening around uh, CBDC and cash. And what, like, I, I'm not saying it will never abolish cash. I think it's definitely on the table. I don't know if it'll be as soon as it sounds like you guys think it will be, but that aside, like I, I think about all that. And then I think about the, the original question, which is, do you think BTC is a currency or an asset? I think as long as all this other stuff is going on, like as long as fiat is still like self immolating in the town square at every fucking chance it gets, it's an asset. When fiat is dead and people are starting, I mean, I don't mean dead in uh, the technical sense. Like I'm sure governments will continue to push fiat and, and cash and CBDCs. But when people no longer want to use fiat and they start talking about Bitcoin, that's when Bitcoin will really, really shine. You'll start seeing, you know, those smaller divisibility, uh, those smaller divisibility options in the Satoshi world kind of come through and really mean something to, uh, to people who want to spend. Because I think at the moment, because of the tax implication and uncertainty, because it, it seems like this thing is only going up in value, and because of uh, the, the monetary and fiscal response you see around the world, I'm not ready to spend it yet. I may be ready to spend it someday. What does that mean, uh, you know, Neo, when you're ready to spend your Bitcoin? I'm not saying you won't. I'm saying you won't have to or something like that, or when you're ready to sell it. Um, you know, yeah. that's, I think that's where this is going, right? Eventually, there's going to come a time where you part with it and get value back. But that time in, in my view anyway, is not, uh, it's not on the near horizon for sure. Okay. I see, I see it a different way. For, so for me, you're coming from, you have a lot of investments, I guess. I'm going to assume you have a half decent paying job. Uh, I see it more. Th this show is more for people that are working part-time jobs or minimum wage jobs that don't, that only work, live paycheck to paycheck that have never had an investment in their life. Like I had never invested in anything before I invested in Bitcoin and I, I don't even call it investing in Bitcoin anymore. Good for you. Call, good for I, you. I don't think that's good for me. I kind of wish I invested a, man, in something it, before but a, that. But it's a good <laughs> jump. It's a good jump to take. Like that's a good, like the thing is once you learn, because the Bitcoin thing for me anyway, the Bitcoin thing was the last bridge that I crossed. I like I understood the investing in equities and stuff, but the Bitcoin thing was the hardest pill to swallow. No pun intended. I know we just talked about the matrix, but that yeah. was the hardest pill to swallow. So for to get that first, you know, I would argue you're ahead of the curve. I don't know. Like I still so, do invest in equities, but Bitcoin is the thing that I think is really gonna rip. That's the one, right? I okay, think that's so, the one that's gonna make it. So my my thing is I just don't see a point in, in, I mean, maybe you'll take offense to this, but I don't see a point in investing <laughs> in anything other than Bitcoin, because at the end of the day, all your investments are only going to be denominated in 
I, I assume it's Canadian dollars. Maybe you hold some US dollars as well. I don't know. But right. I, I don't give a fuck about Canadian dollars. I don't care if uh, the S&P 500 goes up to whatever Canadian dollars because Canadian dollars and I mean, I, I constantly think the apocalypse is coming tomorrow. So I'm like, the Canadian <laughs> dollar is already dead. What are you guys talking about? Everything's exploding around me. Um, but yeah, like I just don't see a point in trying to get rich with any fiat currencies if they're just going to become so hyperinflated to the point that they're useless that like i i did a lot of research into venezuela and uh all those other countries that uh, i can't remember them, the names of them now but there's a whole bunch of countries that have been there's hyperinflated tons, yeah. and so well, I venezuela just that... only took 20 years to go from a booming massive economy the jewel of south america yeah. to eating zoo animals 20 so, years so That's socialist dystopia yeah exactly. yeah I mean, literally eating out of garbage cans. That's how fast it took. 20 years. That's all it took. Yeah. So I think the catalyst, what is the catalyst for that? You think like, what is the thing that you would, what, look what for is the flip here? Yeah. Like well, what's the switch so, you'd look for here to, to so decide, here's the, like, okay, here's here the problem here. The problem is in my view is what America has done over the last hundred years is it's traded off its power to maintain a horrible fiscal policy. And <laughs> we have seen especially in the last two years right so the thing that woke me up joey the thing that that because jeff actually came to me before i was ready i guess you would say to understand the ways of bitcoin just a young and, padawan yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so he came to me and he was like you gotta check this out and i was like yeah 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 whatever and I was actually watching, I remember this very specifically. I was watching Tim Pool, like maybe about three weeks, four weeks after Jeff had come to me. And Tim Pool, are you, are you familiar with Tim Pool? The only thing I want to know about Tim Pool is what is his hairline like? Because that it's hat's awful. on an awful it's lot. Awful. Is it? That's why? It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's bad. So, because um, I have seen pictures of it. But anyways, um, <laughs> I was watching Tim Pool once and I forgot who he had on, but they flashed a graphic across the screen and it was Every U.S. dollar that's ever been printed, 20% of that was printed in 2020, yeah. right? That's insane. And and I, I instinctually knew, holy shit, that's insane. Like, you can't do that, right? Like, I knew, I knew America ran a deficit. I understood that we were not taking in as much money as we were spending. I got, like, like our, our Social Security system is basically, it's just all borrowed time. Like I'm 44 years old. I know I'm never going to, and I knew, I knew I was never at age of 18. I knew I was never going to see a single dime of social security, right? Yeah, our, yeah. the, the, the money we pay on just our interest almost already exceeds the national GDP in the United States yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. So, so it's crazy. And, and so what you're, what I'm seeing is we've traded off our, our power and our wealth that was created essentially, in my opinion, by that freedom that the founding fathers set down at the beginning and right so we built up all of this goodwill and all this all this in, in innovation and and freedom and all of this stuff and we traded all of that away for easy monetary policy for for politicians that don't have to make hard decisions and for a population that has grown fatter and lazier over the last hundred years and so i think what's what i think what's already happening is it's already a runaway trade this is a freight train that you can't stop anymore. Like mathematically, I think we're already at a point where any, it doesn't matter who you vote for at this point, kids. 
all right um <laughs> they can't stop this train from rolling all the way off the track like it's going to get to that end and it's just going to explode it's just going to just roll off the rails and just explode right now how, how long does it take i think we're already seeing it break down i mean i was just hearing that uh russia is is saying that it wants to switch over to the yuan as yeah. a, as a currency it wants so, out of all the u.s yeah, nominated wealth fund assets yeah 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 so and and here's the, here's the big kicker about that right if russia goes to the yuan and doesn't take dollars anymore for all the fuel that it pumps into the eu guess who's gonna have to go along and start using yuan you know what i mean yeah. like the, they're it's going to start cascading away from the United States. And there's nothing that we're going to be able to do other than print more money, which just devalues it. I mean, it's just that, that eternal feedback loop that every fiat currency ever has gone through, right. you know, and, and it's going to happen. It'll, it, I mean, I, and again, I hate to say this, but we're going to see the end of a, a, a U.S. superpower well within my lifetime and certainly within my children's lifetime. For sure. It's just, yeah, it's just going to happen. Right. You know, and so with that being said, I I think, like, look, we have uh, El Salvador this week, right? Now, yeah. I could go off a little bit about our, our good Presidente <laughs> there because he's already a shit coiner, but fine. Um, just learning, man. I, okay, hold I, on, it hold doesn't on. matter. It you, you said a lot about America. I want to bring it back to Canada for one second. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh yeah, okay, let's go. I'm outnumbered. Whatever, let's go. No, I'm just saying everything you said about America is true, and it's off the rails, and the train is crashing into a wall at full speed. And then you look at Canada. This is why I'm so terrified to get out of this country as soon as possible oh, because we're printing even faster and harder than America is. Our dollar is crashing at insane rates justin's just throwing money out like a madman and our money doesn't even matter anymore nobody takes it we don't even own any i just heard we don't own any gold at all so we don't was, yeah we don't are you serious you guys we don't have no gold. gold we sold all yeah, our gold don't. no we got rid of it we, we have nothing canada you guys are fucked. sorry but, so the main the the craziest thing that i've seen actually is that all countries have different ratings for when they put out uh whatever it is that other countries buy so that they can make the debt canada has a rating of do you know what that's called i can't remember what it's called it's, it's i think it's I, I would just call it the uh it's like the credit worthiness of the country yeah, yeah so, so we it's have a tri us yeah credit rating yeah so we have a triple a rating which what? is yeah which is the best of any like it's the best you can get i think america itself is a double a so for some reason we've been able to hold on to this triple a rating which is why we've been able to print like absolute insane numbers and we're just going in uh i don't know if you follow pierre polivier but i'm a big uh Absolutely of his. Do, yeah so he, he he's talking about uh we're, we're printing four billion dollars a week <laughs> yeah. so it's just it's just laughable i mean my grandparents they're uh in a home now and they save their whole life and i think about it every now and again it's like they save their whole life to get their retirement and okay so they do get their retirement pay and it's a fair amount of money in number terms but at the end of the day they're living in this home and this home that they live in it's one of those retirement home things it's like right. a, they have a tiny little one-bedroom apartment no bigger than my yeah. dorm in college it's, it's fuck it's fucking sad it's, man. it's it brutal is. and people don't get it's it it's like, like oh they have all this money to spend yeah this is what it buys you fucking nothing yeah, that's right 
And it's in like to, to Doug, you should look up if you ever want to have a laugh, uh, find Pierre. I can't say his last name, Jeff. What's his last name? Polivier. I'm not even French. Poli- P- Pierre. It's like Polivier. Yeah. And he does a, uh, a quick, uh, tete-a-tete with, uh, there's some more French for you. Tete-a-tete with, um, our finance minister, the deputy prime minister. So second in command, basically Krista Freeland. And he's asking her what the debt of the country is. And, Doug, if you're not sitting down when you listen to what she says, when she says the debt, it, you're gonna like your knees are gonna buckle. You got to have like someone you love and trust near you because you're gonna hit the floor, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> it's scary. It's scary what's happened to our but, debt. But but like but like the debt. It's not even. It's not even. It's not even the number, right? It's it's. I won't spoil it for you. Like listening public, <laughs> if you want to find the clip, find Krista Freeland tries to pronounce the Canadian debt. I'll try to and find it and I'll try to put a click uh, a link in the description. Oh, we don't have a link in the description. Never mind. Don't it's like it's like unbelievable. And uh, the the other thing I would say about um, about Canada and the United States is, you know, I I don't often side with Bill Maher, but he's he did a good uh, riff the other day. You know, he's been he kind of good lately. I hate to I think, admit because, that as well because I think he's starting he to get been it. Kind of good. He, it feels like he's starting to get it because he he is a guy who I think probably is conservative at heart, but plays a liberal on TV for the cash, right? And he's talking about China specifically, and maybe he's got a great quote, man. Like, if China has a problem with a waterway, they just build a dam. If America has a problem with a waterway, they fight about what to name it for six months, have protests, burn cities, uh, raid raid and loot Apple and Nike stores, <laughs> and and then uh, by the time it's ready to build, there's already been a flood. And you're seeing more and more floods in America. I know you guys have, um, or, or you talked about, uh, you know, land of the free or whatever over there. To, to be honest with you, I still view America as like the beacon of of you know what we should be. And I, it's even more obvious now through COVID. Like, holy fuck, man! I'm watching yeah. all these like NBA playoff oh, games. I mean. And, I can't even leave my fucking house to go to, to go work out or get a beer with somebody. And really you telling you're me in, that yeah, you're in Ontario, right? Yeah, where, where yeah. are you? Are you in, are you in west? Ontario. No, I'm in Ontario as well. It's, oh, it's, so you know, like, it's the, worst, and, and it's like the worst in the world. It's so bad. It's and then, scary. like, 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 are you telling me Dofo gets on TV today and says, "Oh, guys, guess what? You're in for a real treat. Three days early, we're going to open up." Uh, let me tell you something about this guy. If this guy, who's closest to the information spigot, can't be bothered to lose a single pound and spends his entire 18 month lockdown hammering beers and bonbons to the tune of like whatever his waist size is 55 or some godforsaken <laughs> number like it's the only thing inflating faster than the fucking money supply is that guy's fucking belt size and you're telling me this guy closest to the spigot never bothered to lose a pound and still he thinks or thinks that i should believe that he thinks this is so dangerous that i have to stay inside my house for a fucking year and a half it's it's yeah. it's insulting it's and if it's insulting there if it's insulting there Think about the other stuff they're saying to you that you should be insulted by, but don't realize it yet. Don't get amnesia with these people. They don't take you seriously, and you shouldn't take them seriously either. Yeah. Well, and I I do I think I think COVID honestly has been a gift for some people, in in, well two different ways. Number one, you have you have the authoritarians that have absolutely loved it. Actually, no, three ways. I would say it three ways. There, there's the authoritarians who absolutely have loved COVID. There are the sheep who have absolutely loved the authoritarians finally taking control because they didn't want to actually run their own lives in the first place. (laughs) And they love the fact that, oh, I have an excuse to be completely controlled. I don't have to think. I mean, I I, I listen to Stephen Crowder a lot, right? And he has this clip from E, uh, what's that? Uh, Shit, Ethan Klein. Uh, You guys watch him? He's uh, H3H3. He's uh, H3. yeah, Yeah. I like yeah, it. So, so he, but recently they were talking about um, 
like the regulations or something in the United States. And there's this, this clip that Crowder plays all the time where Klein is going, yo, dude, you don't have to think about it. But they just tell you what to do and you just do it. It's fine. Like he's talking about the COVID restrictions and everything else. And it's like, so there are people that think like that. Like they love the and fact the majority that they don't of have to think. And for guys like me, and I won't speak for you two, but for guys like me, I'm loving it too, because you know what? I know exactly who I want to talk to. They just, yeah. they have a mask on their face after being double vaccinated. I know exactly who I don't want to be friends with. It makes it very easy in my life to know. I don't want to have a conversation with you. Goodbye. Like that. It makes it so much better for me. Like everything else sucks, but there's at least that, like I'm trying to find the silver lining on all this, but. I don't know how you guys are doing in Ontario because honestly, uh, I'd be in jail already. Like the shit that I've seen. There's only two kinds of people left here, though. Like it's the people like me who are, you know, whatever, getting married on the weekend. I, like I don't care. No one's going to shut it down. And the people Good for who, you. yeah, the people who are like doing like doing whatever they want, anyways. Like I am. And then the other kind of people who haven't left their apartment in two years. Like there's only two kinds of people left. I was saying to my my wife on uh, on the drive to the grocery store after work today, like. <laughs> The, the mobility data for the province, I don't know if you saw it, Jeff, but it's like, it's insane how many people are just not listening to this order. So when DOFO yeah. comes out, uh, DOFO, by the way, Doug, is Doug Ford, our uh, fearless leader, premier. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. He, thank you. I was, so I've, never, I've, I've, I I've never heard him said DOFO, but that, that's pretty that's a perfect yeah, so name for that guy, though. I just Do like call him DOFO. Yeah, when Dofo comes out and says, "Oh, look, you know, we've done such a good job with vaccines. We're going to open up three days early." Like you, fucking idiot! No one's listening to the order anyway. You have no choice. The vaccine for the record, as a fellow Doug, than it was. Yeah, and, and okay, a leader fine. of the Council of Dugs, I disavow <laughs> that Doug. Okay, Thank he is you. not part of the yeah. Council of Dugs. Just let you know. The, be the best guy, part you know. is that, like in 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 Ontario, um, I keep an eye on the on the vaccine numbers, right? Because as much as I think I wouldn't be at risk from COVID, I understand that some people are, and I understand that some of my peers don't take care of themselves the same way I do. And so I don't, I don't want them to pay the price through COVID. I want them to learn a lesson and be better. And they can't do that without a vaccine. So I watched the vaccine rollout and think to myself like, okay, we're at 60% first dose. Do you know what Texas opened up at in September in terms of first dose uptake? Any Man, guesses? No, Texas makes me sad because I want to be there. It's just me too. It's so nice. No, you, you know don't. what their you know what their first dose uptake? What do you okay, think? Yeah, I know you don't. Don't know, don't care, honestly. But it's fucking ahead. zero. It was zero. It was yeah. zero. And what happened? They're fine. I and don't understand why there's everybody in Ontario isn't noticing this. Like, why is it me and you, Joey, are sitting here in Ontario know, and everybody man. else is? Do you guys not get American news? Because that's the problem in America. I think. I think honestly, being in like, I'm not, I'm not making a joke. Like, we don't get we don't get other nations' news in this country. We just don't. No, really. Well, being no. being on Twitter helps with that because I barely even know how to. I don't even know how to obtain BBC news. Honestly, so and and like Canadian news, you're you're a can you're America's hat. I don't this know. Is, this is your first time hearing about a country called El Salvador. <laughs> what is this? That's is not this fair. Part? That's not fair. I took Spanish in high school. Shut up. It's fine. It is the weird savior. though. Like it it is weird that there's like this tunnel vision here, and I like I I think about some of my friends who. You know, I don't, and again, I don't hold this against them because let's face it, if, if I didn't get into Bitcoin or like, I think for me, the other thing that really turned me off to news and whatnot was the way Trump was covered, you know, like him or hate him. The guy was, a, a, I think he was part of a more, more broad watershed uh, change in opinion on, on news media. And that was for the better, I believe in the long term for sure. So when you look at the way he was covered and 
you look at the way COVID is being covered uh, with the variants and stuff here in Canada, like everyone is t- constantly told to be scared. But to believe that, you have to turn on the Knicks game in New York eight hours away and see everyone there without a mask on and think that something material, unique, and unmanageable is happening only eight hours north of the right. border in right. Canada, where over there, it's a completely different, like to believe that, I, I don't know what the circuitry is, like where the fault is in the circuitry where you would believe that that is the case, but I, I got to know with some people. I'm lucky. I have a lot of, like most of my friends are sane, my wife obviously sane, but like th- there's a lot of people in my life uh, personally and professionally that I think are, they're sort of missing the forest for the trees. They're looking at one thing on CBC, which is like whatever the state broadcaster here and sort of their affiliates, uh, both in print and on, on television. And they're seeing it a completely different story than if you had a Twitter account and, you know, in my case, watched basketball. Like how, how can that be possible? Well, these are the only two things you need. They're both free and you don't, yeah. you're not looking at either of them for a completely different story. The thing is though, story. is that that's really not unique to Ontario or Canadians because no, here, let me tell you, what, let have, me tell you one thing. We have Florida in this country, boys. We have Texas and Florida in this country. <laughs> okay. I want to tell you something about around. Florida. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Dude, Wait, you, you tell me something about Florida. I need to tell okay, you because right. you put on the radio station. I never noticed this before. My whole life, it's been going on. You put on any given radio station in Ottawa or in Ontario, wherever you are, and there they have sections of crazy Florida man stories or crazy people in Texas oh, yeah. to no, prevent you from wanting yeah. to go there. And it's like, yeah. they're like, oh, all these crazy oh, Floridans listen, are going on rampages. Wrong, and dude. it makes me so Florida sad. <laughs> has alligators that carry away small children. Okay. Like it happens. I get that. And yes, there is a thing called Florida man and it's legitimate. Florida's fucking crazy. I'm not going to argue that. But now that's not my argument. Now they're saying that that's why COVID there. Everybody's, they're telling you because everybody's we're all dropping dead in Florida. Florida. Nobody, we just, what, we, we scare COVID away. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, but just COVID, COVID is floating around, right? It floats around in a little miasma all over the entire United States. But Florida, COVID don't want to mess with that shit. That's just too crazy. I mean, there's, there's like all these stories too about, like, you know, in, in I, I can't remember the girl's name. Was it Rebecca Jones in Florida where she was like uh, heralded as this hero by uh, the the sort of left-leaning press in the States. And that's, you know, I'm putting it diplomatically there as far as. The, oh, because she the ratted out uh, DeSantis or something, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but, but you know, it was, no, it was in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Florida, DeSantis, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's the Texas governor? Abbott, sorry. So yeah, Abbott, it was in yeah. Florida, DeSantis. And so she was running their state uh, data dashboard. And they fired her because she's like, like the definition of insanity. Like she's her photo is next to it, man. It's in the, it's in Webster's <laughs> and it's an Urban Dictionary. It's so broad ranging and obvious. And like she, she's her 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 story is that she was like writing like love and romance manifestos that ended in murder for some of her colleagues. I don't know if it was at the Florida State Department or at the Florida COVID thing or it was in her previous job, but her criminal records like available publicly. And so yeah, she's nuts. They fired her. And she was also falsifying. She was also falsifying reports, as I remember. So there you go. There, so that. So that's probably what, what the other. That's probably the 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 uh, fulcrum that that this hinged on. And so they fire her. And what happens? You get people who, and there's people in my life too who I trust and and like otherwise am friendly with and and have conversations with and who see things the same way I do. Generally speaking, telling me that Florida is fudging their numbers and hiding their dead. 
like, but I'm the conspiracy theorist because maybe yeah. I just want a little bit more like data about the shot. And by the way, I got the fucking shot. Okay, I have it, but I it know. doesn't mean that Congrats you shouldn't want more data. On last podcast here, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah, I know, but like you shouldn't. You shouldn't like if I got it. I don't want to know if you got it. I'm not going to try and convince you to get it because either it works or it doesn't work. But in either case, it's not my job to go around what headhunting people who don't get the shot. I can't. I can't talk to those people. About well, if that. the shot not works, the same people who are like, you, right? oh, like, exactly, and like I can't talk to those people. Those are the same people who are like, no, no, trust me, Joey. I know that you saw on Twitter that a guy who's been right about almost everything leading up to this point, as far as death projections and whatnot. Uh, I know that he said that Rebecca Jones is actually falsifying data, but I will tell you that I saw on television that <laughs> Florida is falsifying data and hiding mass graves in the yeah. state. And uh, it's a conspiracy against Rebecca Jones. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. This, these, it, these it, things exist in the same ecosystem on Twitter. And they, I don't know if they don't see each other or what, like who knows what kind of power that algo has, but like, man, that's a crazy dichotomy between two sets of ideas. It's no wonder people are fighting about this stuff. Yeah. Well, and and it's and you know see. what it, when you say and they're fighting about it's it's not it's on purpose, right? Because yeah. the way it's being pitched, it really is becoming this this secondary class system where if you have questions, like you said, if I have questions, you're you're labeled as enemy like just right off the bat. You know like okay, so you know, I'll, full disclosure, right? I had COVID back in November. You know, How was it? Uh, it, well, here's the thing: I am 44 years old. I am, yeah, I am overweight by by uh, you know obese margins for the most part. Okay, okay. okay. it's it's what I am, and and then and I'm, I tried to do better, but I didn't. So it's not like a, so I got you're it. Not a super huge dude, man. Dude, I'm I'm I am not I am not healthy. You're like a you're okay. a good, you're a you're a, a jolly Santa Claus size. Okay. Fine, whatever. The point is, is I know I need to lose weight for my kid's sake and, and everyone right. else can fuck right off. I don't care. And so, so, you know, um, had it, my entire family got it, right? My yeah. wife, all four of my kids, they all got it. We had it. It was weird. First of all, let me just tell you when, cause the reason the, when the, the, the moment I knew I had it was my wife was making coffee, right? And I poured myself a cup. And I drink my coffee black and mm. I couldn't taste it. I couldn't smell it. Oh, and boy. and I was like, what is this? What's going on right now? Holy shit. And, and I would, and then all, it was just weird. And then I realized I didn't taste the food I had that morning. I can't smell anything. It was the most bizarre thing I think I've ever, and I'm a chef like by, by partial trade, right? Like I kind of, I had training as a chef at one point in my life. Yeah. So food is important to me also because I'm fat and it was like, I can't, I can't smell what I'm cooking right now. I can't, I can't, you know, so when I, when I dice cilantro, I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, it was very, very weird for me for about a day. And then that went away. And then I was just exhausted, like just legitimately exhausted for five. Like I was waking up at nine in the morning. I would literally take a nap from 11 to three. And then I was, I'd wake up and I'd be tired again by like five. And that was like mm. for five days. And then it was done. And I'm here and I lived and I have asthma. Like, so I'm overweight. I have asthma and I'm, I'm pushing, you know, mid forties. And you're in like the scary zone for a lot of stuff. Yeah. For for some of it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but I lived, how did, how did that happen? And now you're going to tell me that I have to go get a vaccine that has a 93% success rate when I've already had it. 
and I've you have the proven, antibodies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, and here's the other thing, just totally not for nothing, but I've read since these vaccines have come out, like my wife had it, right? She was, she actually got the test for it because she had to do for work. And she was, you know, she had to stay home for two weeks in the whole nine yards. Um, and she was trying to donate for several for several months after that. But for some reason, her veins kept closing up, so she couldn't do it. And I was interested in that, so I was reading. And what I'm learning is that if you, and someone please fact check me, that's fine. Uh, if you actually get the vaccine, you cannot donate because that's not the way the vaccine works. It actually flushes all the antibodies out of your, it flushes everything related out of your system. So there's like no, there's no antibodies to donate. Like that to me is just weird. It's not how vaccines traditionally work. So right. there's, I, there's yeah, like, there's, there's, there's more questions than answers about yeah. the vaccine and about COVID and everything else. And my point in all of that is if you try to line those pegs up and just say this, 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 and this don't make sense to me, you're automatically dismissed as a denier, a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I hate the word denier so much. Yeah, I, it, but you you know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's yeah, like your yeah. friends, right? Well, no, 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 that's not, a, but I lived it. Like, here I am, I'm standing here. Like, what, don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about because I literally had it. So now what? You know, like, it is. it is weird. Like, and like mm -hmm. the death counting too. I mean, everyone's talked about like the width or from, obviously the discrepancies there. I have somebody in my life who, who will remain nameless, but uh, this person close enough to me that I can verify the story easily independently uh works a uh, blue collar job was he tested positive on a nudge from somebody at a party he was at and the person that nudged him to get tested uh who was you know presumably his exposure link was not positive and then uh my friend was positive so he was sent home by public health of course uh his job site shut, shut down for two days everyone got tested had to wait for their results so you know dollars lost there time lost stress on these people um his boss calls him and says, look, we need your, uh, you know, your, your skill set on the site, go get another test. Public health wouldn't test him for seven days. So seven days after his first positive test, he goes and gets a second positive test. Public health says, ah, don't worry about it. Go back to work. We don't know exactly when you were carrying the disease. You don't have any symptoms, so you're probably fine. So if you, if you take that, <laughs> wow. if you take that That's instance, crap. yeah. So if you take that instance and you multiply it out by God knows how many other positive cases where the employer didn't force uh, staff or where family didn't force, you know, someone to go get a second test. Uh, you tell me what the math is on that for case counts and whatnot. Uh, it's right. a broken metric in the, in the yeah, best of absolutely. cases, it's a broken metric. Yeah. The guy who invented the PCR tests basically came out and said, you know, and he, he was actually saying this, he died in 2019. If you look up the guy who invented the PCR test, I can't remember. I've seen that, that, right that guy on, uh, on video, eh? The guy, yeah. like, he, he hates Fauci, yeah. says the he PCR hated Fauci test and he's like, the PCR <laughs> test is not designed to, to deal with this, but that's what everyone yeah. uses across the world. So I don't, I don't take that for that, what it is. But the point, all of that reverts obviously back to Bitcoin in the sense <laughs> that we, I blacked out there for like half an hour. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, we're working on every episode. It's like, Hey, can we get through it without saying the C word? Nope. No, yeah, I just, I, I just, I, I hate, care. I hate it so much. I think it's I, because yeah, it we like, you know, we care about stuff like this. We care about like having some freedom and taking risks and stuff like that. And it's not just in COVID it's in everything, you know, banks tell you not to take risk. Your friends tell you not to take risk, but taking risks and, and learning from them is how you get better. And that's what we want to do. We want to get better. Well, I think I there like would that. be actually, if someone were able to, and I don't know if you could do it, but if someone were able to do a study and do a direct 
link, let's say, between people who question the fiat system and the people who question, quote unquote, the scientific experts, I think there's probably an almost one to one, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like that diagram, just a circle. Yeah, it's pretty much right. So I do think it does actually relate back to Bitcoin because with the exception of maybe Peter McCormick, who got the vaccine and then now you, Joey, right? Like most Bitcoiners, most hardcore maximalists that I have read or talked to or, you know, just follow on Twitter, they, they kind of look at this whole thing and go, something ain't right here and I don't want any yeah. part of it. And I'm just kind of, I'm not going to conspiracy theory it or anything like that, but I'm not going to be involved. Right. I'm not yeah, going to get the vaccine. Master fucking bullshit. And your social distancing can suck my ass because I want to go out for a beer. Like that's, I just that's can't most... believe that more people are not thinking about the mass and distancing. Because yeah, if, you know, so like the, like the mask you get at Shoppers Drug Mart in Canada or like CVS in the States. Like, have you, like, those, let me ask you guys a question. Work, you guys are from Canada. <laughs> Do you guys understand? Yeah. Have you guys been notified about the Fauci emails? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've... I mean, he literally yeah. says in one of the emails, <laughs> literally says the masks that you guys wear, the, the masks that you guys wear over there from the from the home depot it does not work it does not work yeah. like he literally says it and we still got people that are and I, I well, now we're now we're in a whole different world where people are psychologically they cannot not wear the mask anymore they're damaged like, that's this, what it like is to... it's people freaking out because they're scared they're damaged. and they you guys uh, have you, are you guys familiar with uh ami horowitz no who's that all right Ami Horowitz, I forget who he works for exactly, but he just did a video where he's just interviewing people on the streets in New York and he's talking to people who are double vaccinated, still wearing masks out in public, even after the CDC, right? It's a real eye opener. You guys really need to look at it. His name is Ami, A-M-I Horowitz. I can't spell that, so I'm not going to try. Yeah. And and he just he's just a man on the street kind of interviewer. And he's very likable and he's very personal. He's not attacking anybody. He's just asking questions and most people will open up to him. So it's really cool to watch him work from that perspective. Uh, I don't, I couldn't do his job because I would get confrontational like immediately, but he's very good at like talking to people and, and just getting him to open up. And he's talking to these people and he, he's like, Hey, can I just stop you for a second? You're wearing a mask. Are you, are you double vaccinated? Yep. Okay. But you're outside and you're not near anybody. Yep. Man. And the CDC says, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. Y yeah. Why are you wearing the mask? It's unbelievable. It well, is. because it, what, it makes like, me comfortable. Like, oh. th like that's really what it comes down to. Group. No, it's because they want to be part of a group. Well, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are like, and some of them literally say, I'm not going to stop wearing my mask until all my friends stop wearing their mask. I don't want to look at as one of those people. Like, I, I yeah, the, there's that too. The, the only, some of the revolt I can do here now is like, take my nose out and just just to get a look at people i'll go uh after talking to surfer jim and listening to what he says joey i don't do you know surfer jim he's the best yeah i've, I've heard him a few times he okay. was on he's doing is he doing mccormick's show regularly now or just that one he, did, one, he, he did just did the show, one time right? he's actually going to get his own show i'm pretty sure he's working on nice. it but he's he a was big, on this show not not to brag or nothing but we had him that's on the show. Yeah, he's a good dude so he's a big uh, proponent of not wearing the mask and uh, yeah, here in Ontario. Oh my God, he's so done with this. Show. I yeah. love Surfer Jim, man. So it's like, tough. I, he doesn't drink, but honest to God, I want to have a drink with that guy. Like, I just want to sit down on a bar top, you know, like a like a, a rooftop bar somewhere. I want to look over some some oceanside city with him, and I just want to talk shit. Like he seems that romantic, very romantic. I mean, I'm not look. I mean, I'm a happily married man, but uh, you know, half a Bitcoin is half a Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> 
but anyways it's just it's crazy to bring it back it's just crazy to see people that are wearing them and then you can't like i'm going into every store without mine on and i'm i'm keeping it in my pocket and i'm just waiting for somebody to ask me to put it on now because if nobody asks i'm not going to wear it if somebody comes up to me and says oh sir you, you need to put that on uh, whatever like I, I don't have the energy to fight with you i'm not a confrontational person i don't really give a shit i know that there's no point in getting in an argument with you because you're not going to understand anyways so i'll just put the mask on but to have it as a default like that's just i'm done with that now so this is this is like a it's like it's easy to it's easy to like draw a line between this and bitcoin because when we talk about you know whether or not you think bitcoin is a is a asset or currency that's going to run or go higher in price you know part of the part of the struggle there would be convincing sort of these same people that you have to step away from fiat currency. You have to step away from fiat investing, you have to step away from fiat everything. Like it's it's an uphill battle to fight, you know, telling somebody that the cash in their pocket is a melting iceberg when those same people are mowing the lawn alone and, and wearing two masks uh, on a summer day, right? Like it's, it's very, <laughs> yeah. very difficult. It's hard to even start the conversation because like you mentioned, you, you're already starting with, with with a set of ideas about this person and i hate to say it but like chances are you're probably right if you got a guy or, or a girl who's, who's wearing the mask outside alone you, you you're fighting you're gonna be fighting up uphill or swimming upstream you know pick your pick your um analogy. what is the word for something like that your metaphor yeah, yeah. There you go. i agree metaphor. yeah it's just I, agree. I mean whatever it's it, it, it's it's gonna get better i i have confidence it'll get better because i think more people remember what it was like than don't and also you know, apart from going into stores, I don't know anybody who wears a mask, at least not in my friend group, like ever anymore. So, well, and I think it's, I think again, it comes back to like, again, drawing that direct line. It's this idea of, look, if you're willing to look at the quote unquote narrative that's occurring and you kind of, you're questioning it on, on the COVID thing, then you should be able to look at the narrative that's happening with fiat currency Mm -hmm. and you should go, things aren't right. How, how does America print $9 trillion out of thin air? And that we're tell, you're, you're going to tell me that doesn't mean anything? That's just fine? That's normal? Are you going to tell me that, you know, Canada is going to print, a, how many did you say? $5 billion a week? Yeah, you know? No, only, only $4 billion, yeah. Oh, $4 billion. Okay. <laughs> so Canada is just going to print $4 billion a week out of nothing? And we're going to be, like, the same people are asking the same questions, I guess is my point. Like, from yeah. different... Yeah, and so yeah. I do think there is a correlation, and and I've seen that correlation. Like I said, in all the people I've talked to, there's it's it's that red pill, right? It's that red pill and the orange pill are very close together, as far as I'm concerned. Like if you take that red pill, you're not that far away from taking that orange pill. Like it's just it's just you got to find the right people to talk to in order to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no like there's like a tri- there's like a problem with tribe and it's not just in the mask like whatever. I'll try I'll try and go away from covid, but I think about you know in in uh in in the bitcoin world, people at least in my friend group, like some of my best friends and they're always going to be my best friends whether they believe in bitcoin or not, but some of my friend group is is always saying like, you know, it's too it's too volatile. There's nothing there. Why do you put your money in something like that? Well, okay, guys, you know, you have to realize that one the stuff you put your money in doesn't have any particular value either apart from other people believing in it same same way as we do and you know two you have to really start considering what it is you're defending when you say stuff like that right whether it's the mask whether it's uh fiat whether it's whatever the, the things that go along with that are i think detrimental to society this kind of fiat way of thinking where 
your time horizon is short. You can't sort of see, uh, you can't sort of see the forest for the trees. Uh, that's one problem. And the other problem is that, you know, you're, you're going to find that if you have that outlook in your life, whether it's financially or, or, uh, in, in COVID, it's going to leak into other places. Uh, it's going to leak into your relationships. Like I've, I have had friends over the years that just, you know, wind up in these toxic, uh, relationships with women and toxic relationships with friends where, you know, the thing starts off as a good party time. And then before you know it, you're, uh, not sleeping on weekends because you're out drinking and doing all this stuff you shouldn't be doing. It's dangerous to, to, to see that there's a problem with this in one strain of your life or one thread of your life and not see it other places because it'll creep up on you. All this short-term stuff, all this short-term thinking, all this, let people tell you what's best for you. All this, it feels good right now. Don't worry about it. Or like, like uh, Ethan said, right? Uh, do, do what, do what you're supposed to do. They're telling you, don't think about it. If you do it and start doing it too many times in too many places, that snowball is going to start rolling downhill and it's going to be tough to stop. And that's a situation you don't want to find yourself in. Yeah, it's important. I, I, important to take care of. I was nodding the entire own. time you were talking, dude. Nodding yeah. the entire time because I agree, hundred percent. It's important so. to take care of yourself. That's yeah. all. And Bitcoin lets you take care of yourself. <laughs> it changes your attitude towards stuff, man. That's the important thing. It it is. Uh, yeah, you have to be willing to take take the 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 sovereign the sovereign oath. It's hard for people, man. Like everything you do is, uh, you know, only, a ch- you know, every mistake you make or, or every hack that happens to you is only whatever, a call to Visa and a chargeback away from being fixed, right? But in Bitcoin, there's no one to call, man. CEO of Bitcoin is not taking calls. <laughs> so you're going to have a hard time getting through to somebody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the opposite side of that is on on Blue Wallet. I don't know. It must do it on hardware wallets too. When you get that first confirmation, it's like one confirmation, six to go, and you're just like, ah, I did it. This is amazing. Yeah, good. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when like, that, I did when something that, right. When that, that block gets confirmed and it shows up in your other wallet, you're like, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a financial fucking wizard. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. You know, <laughs> I'm the I'm the best, baby. Don't worry about it. I did not lose our family life. fortune, sweetheart. We're good. We're good. Not yet. So, <laughs> now now i'm interested in i doug you got to tell me uh i want to know about like your fitness um your fitness quest that's the next thing i'm gonna hold you to that now that i follow you on twitter I'm gonna oh be shit all right ass. okay oh yeah. i can all get right. sure man that's a good idea are you interested in working out or you don't care oh see here's the thing okay so all right uh what whatever just three dudes talking it's fine this so, is what yeah this is why I, we this had is Joey my on. second marriage right and after my and i was never i was never fit but i was always like pretty well off you know like physically um and then after my first divorce my wife left me and she cheated on me she left me and um i just hit i hit my own personal gym every day like that was how i dealt with it right and and yeah dude i was i was i could bench press my own body weight you know i could i could really rip it and then nice uh then you have then you have a wife that actually cares about you and then you have four kids. Actually, technically, I have five, right? Because I had a wife, I had a child with the first wife, and um, and then you just like get to get to life. And uh, we ended up in a, kind of a small house, and my space got less and less as the kids got bigger and bigger. <laughs> sure. And suddenly, I don't, I don't even have a place to work out. Really, I, I live in a very small town, five thousand people. We don't have a gym that I could join or anything else. And and it's just one of those things where it's like my my workout space, which is my garage has now become both the, uh, studio that I record this podcast in and it's where I do all my leather work, you know, and 
it's not that I don't want to do it necessarily. It's just, um, I guess it's one of those it's also things a where time I, management thing too, right? It it is it is, but on like legitimately, dude, I have a massive industrial sewing machine. I have work tables. I, I it's a it's a twenty by thirty garage, and it has um, all the stuff like all the winter clothes that my family doesn't use on the off season, uh, or then it's the summer clothes when it's that season, and. I just, I just, I just don't have the Dude, room. I just had to get you running, man. Dude, were you ever a runner? I hate running. Joey's I'm runner? Oh, that's a, one of my questions I had for you. Yeah, Joey. you guys go ahead, running, right back around. Just, go ahead and talk about running. It's the yeah, fucking best. Man. <laughs> running is amazing. I, I've ran for, I don't know, ever since high school. Uh, I took a long break, but it's just, it's the best way to meditate. It's the best way to clear your head. It feels so good when you get back from a run. Dude, it's, it's just the greatest exercise you can have plus you get out in nature you can listen to podcasts or you can just listen to the world there's nothing better than running doug what i i gotta get you running don't, man. don't make this about me tell the yeah. audience go ahead and tell the audience okay that's good. audience that's good. if you're listening and you don't act, well that's part maybe that's part of bitcoin too is just taking care of yourself again most and that's something you'll see with the uh the passing uh, conference that just happened, you see a lot of Bitcoiners that are in really good shape. These people take they're care. Fit. Yeah, they're fit. they're fit. They take care of their health. They take care of what they eat. They take care of what they, how they take care of the body and they take care of their mental health and they take care of their financial self. So it, it all connects together. If you take care of one thing, everything sort of falls into place. If you don't take care of one thing, then it's a lot easier for everything else to fall apart. I, I don't run every day. I don't run nearly as much as I should, but when I do, you just have a more, it, it helps you feel more productive too. It brings up your mood rather than sitting on the couch all day. Or, for sure. I, I love running, man. And now Joey, sure. I, I saw your time. So I'm like, fuck, now I got a competitor. I wanted to do the Toronto marathon, but I'm sure, uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to physically dis- distance that. They, they they won't do it this year. Maybe yeah. next year. I The thing, the only thing I don't like about running is that it's hard on your knees. That's like, if concrete yeah. running is tough, I, I prefer like, you know, pre COVID, I would lift weights, I don't know, more times a week than I'm willing to admit. And then, uh, play football on weekends. That was like the thing for me, but it's funny like as you get into your thirties, you kind of start to figure out, um, you get to figure out like what really you should be doing in a gym. So, you know, when I was 20, 25, I was spending a lot more time with dumbbells and a lot more time doing like accessory work. And now like I, it's just like barbell stuff and whatever, uh, whatever sprints I'm doing, or I'll go run the escarpment stairs in the city I, I'm from. I live in uh, in Hamilton, so um, it's you know it's like um, we're gonna end the it, show was, there. I didn't know he was from Hamilton. Sorry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the armpit of Ontario. Uh, yeah. So like the other thing I was I was saying to a buddy of mine um, about running the stairs specifically. Like we got this Iron Giant uh, up the side of the escarpment where. It's I think it's like 480. Oh, the stairs, big mountain like there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a big yeah. ass like, mountain. For, it's huge. So it's like 480 stairs and it's a golf course at the bottom and uh, like a little park at the top, but you go, you go there and you know, that, that running the stairs feeling, you know, the fifth time up, sixth time up when you start to kind of feel lightheaded and stuff like that. And then you walk it out a little bit at the top and head down for another one. And you know, those days uh, where you're really pushing yourself for an hour on that thing, that's the day that you're comparing other days too. So what I mean by that is, for example, you know, you're running your four or five K, which I've been trying to do with my dog to tire him out, uh, last little while. And you know, you run that four or five K it's hot, man. Day like today was like 33 degrees or something like that. When I went out like 11 AM and you think you're tired after that four K, but you remember 
the last time you were at the stairs and what tired really feels like. You're just some mix of like a little tired and a little bit bored because running is not my favorite thing. But you can translate that to other stuff like, oh, I'm too tired to do this project. Or like for us and you guys, like, oh, I'm too tired out to of the podcast tonight. Or this show is a good example. Like we just, we ripped ours for like two hours. I, I whatever, got a beer and came down for another almost two hours now. Oh, I'm too tired. Like I'm just going to tell them I can't do it. No, man, you don't. You don't, you're not tired. You remember what tired feels like right now. You're not committed. You're not focused and you got to do better on that stuff. But if you don't ever push yourself to the limit, whether it's physically, mentally, whatever, you're not going to know when you're redlining and you should be redlining once in a while. It's a good reminder of what you're capable of when you put your foot down and really focus on something and get something done. Problem with, you know, physical fitness, especially, uh, is that it's easy. Like, like you said, Doug, you know, life gets in the way. I have friends who play, played university football here in Ontario who, you know, don't look like they did to, to say the least, right. To put it kindly. At the for all of our American listening audience, they're talking about soccer right now. Just for no record. football, football, oh, football, football. Oh, oh, it's oh, but it's only Canadian football. So it doesn't really, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, it's not it is, it is, it is three down. You're right. Uh, but yeah, like the, these guys, you know, you, you, you have a kid or you get busy with work or whatever. And you know, one of the right spots to come out of COVID is I think a lot of people are realizing that it's not going to work. You didn't like, it's not the people you worked with that you didn't like it's driving to and from driving to and from drains you of your energy, ruins your mood, ruins your posture, ruins your muscle mass, your body, your knees, your ankles, all that stuff. It's so it's worse for you than anything else you're doing is that commute. And I'm fortunate to have a short commute one where I can ride my bike if it's a nice day, but not a lot of people have that luxury. And I think, you know, if COVID tells us anything, it's, you know, apart from obviously taking care of your health, because this thing was killing basically, uh, you know, fat people and old people more or less. Uh, it's also that you, there's better things you can do with your time than drive to a, a job, sitting down and draining yourself of whatever energy you had left the day at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, kind of forcing, <laughs> forcing, uh, a night of Netflix and God only knows what other fiat consumption instead of uh, working out or taking up a hobby. Like you're leather, you, you work with leather for a living. I know I heard that in a, a podcast. I, I'm uh, interested in that a little bit. I don't know if you guys want to go for another, like 10 minutes. I, I just bought a pair of shoes for uh, my Dude, wedding. I'll go I as long as you of, want, man. This is, this I, is I can't, I can't stay up. I can't stay up all night, but I bought a pair of Allen Edmonds. Uh, what do you think about Allen Edmonds leather shoes? Good American made shoe. I'm not a shoe guy. I, I a Honestly, I, I have always, what? I've, uh, well, First of all, I, I've never cared about clothes or shoes. Like, it's just, I don't know what that is, but I just never have. Uh, like, if it fits and it doesn't have holes in the crotch, I'm fine with it. It's whatever. <laughs> but uh, as far as what my leather is, my leather has always been, well, no, I should I should step back. Uh, initially, I was trying to do, like, kitsch items that I thought were cool. And I've discovered over the years that what I really... And I, I still, even to this day, I kind of hate to admit it, but I really enjoy making like bags and purses and shit like that. Like that is, that is like the fun part for me. So, and, and shoes actually from a, from an actual production standpoint, it's a different skill set. It really is. Cause you have to do, you have to deal with souls and, and all sorts of stuff that I'm not even set up to do. So, uh, like I could probably repair whatever you have, but in terms of like creating it, that's not really I'm really more into like the whole, it's so weird, man. Cause like, if you looked at me and you talked to me, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not a person and tote bag guy, but I just enjoy making them. So like, it's so satisfying for me. I don't, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Whatever, man. A good looking leather tote bag is pretty nice. I, 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 okay. So what leather really is to me 
is it's um it's a return back to making stuff with your hands like for me i genuinely believe because because when i was first coming up i did construction a lot i built stuff so jeff jeff i understand a lot because jeff is into woodworking and into carpentry and and that's where i first started you know my first my first real jobs were uh building you know whether it was framing out a basement or framing out a basement doing the electrical work or doing drywall like doing stuff with your hands is an amazing process that i never truly appreciated because i was young and i was just looking for fiat cash but now that i'm older uh like i've done like i've done the gig where <clears throat> i've worked in a corporate office and i did accounts billing and and, and you know accounts uh, was that uh, bills of lading and stuff like that. You know, I've done that. I've done, um, shit. One time I was a librarian for two years, you know? So like I've done, <laughs> I I've had a lot of jobs in my life and the most yeah. satisfying stuff, the, st- the stuff where you get to the end of the day and you're like, I did some shit today. Like that was good. Like my hands kind of hurt or my back is a little achy or God damn, I'm just tired. You know, like I'm just ready to, I'm just ready for bed. You know, those are the most satisfying to me, but in terms of cost, like to get into it. Okay. I spend 50 bucks on a piece of leather and I don't know, maybe another 30 bucks on some tools and I'm in, you know, I can do it. That's so that's it. where I started. I didn't realize it was that cheap to start. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, everyone, honestly, like, and here's the thing, most people my age and, and upwards, they've all done leather work. That's, that's the crazy part. Like it used to be a thing, like for boy Scouts, you had to make a wallet to get your badge or whatever, you know, I don't know what you kids are doing, but it's, it's not leather work. It's (laughs) not. not. (laughs) So, you know, it's just, so now that I've in, in, it sort of just kind of builds where you're like, what's the next thing I can build? Like that makes me interested. And, and that's kind of where I've gone to the point where I'm now looking at, I really do enjoy, like if I make a really good purse or if I make a really good tote bag, you know, that's, that's a payoff to me. And, and I have to work with my hands and I just love that. That's what I love. You know, I like, I like working with my hands and I think most people should do that to be honest. Like if you, if you don't make something and I don't care what it is, it could be a hobby. You could knit. Like I tried knitting. Honestly, I did. I had my daughter, the older, the eldest, you know, she's, she's 20 now. Uh, she came in and she tried to teach me how to knit once. And that was a disaster. Let me just tell you, because (laughs) I got, Oh, you streamed that too. Didn't you? I did. And it was, I think I was there for that show. Yeah. (laughs) That was awful. That was awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I do think people, and again, it, again, does this relate back to Bitcoin? Absolutely. Because I do I think, I got like especially... four reasons how it relates back to Bitcoin. Oh, well then why don't you tell talking. me, friend? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Dude, the whole idea of, sorry to steal your thunder here, but I just really like, it's fine. No, I liked what you said. Cause the whole idea of at the end of the day, I made something and there it is and I can see it. Well, that's what Bitcoin does is whatever your work that you put in, there's the sats that you've earned. You can see that number. Nobody can fuck with it. Nobody can touch it. That's my sats. That's what I did. Here it is. Whereas when you work for fiat, when you work for whatever else, well, it's getting manipulated. Oh, it's going there. Somebody can steal it from you. Nobody can steal this. This is mine. I made this. These are forever mine and I'm going to hold them. So Bitcoin gives me that same feeling of that 
I don't know, pride of own ownership, I guess, or yeah, of just creating yours, something. It belongs to you, man. It's, it's the sovereignty. That's it's it. like I was a, just going to say it's know? that sovereignty. Yeah. yeah so it great. feels, it feels good to have it. Uh, and what was the other thing you were saying? Fuck. I lost it. But yeah, basically it just, it feels good to make, make things. Oh, and then, yeah. The other thing you were saying is the uh, kids, to, <laughs> these kids today, they're not, <laughs> they're not making anything with their hands. When I was in high school, which uh, wasn't that long ago, I'm still pretty young, but um uh, when i was in high school it was either go to wood shop or take computer class and i took wood shop because i was like well I'll, I'll learn computers like what the fuck i don't need to go to school to learn computers uh i i found out later there's a lot more to learn about computers maybe i would have learned a thing or two but i was much <laughs> i'm much happier that i got to um make a whole bunch of tables and i still have some of them you know what i mean so uh yeah there that whole idea of just guys making things with their hands it's it's shifting into here's how you sit at a computer desk and here's how you work a computer and that's uh, unbelievable that's, it's sad man it's Joey, sad what do me. you do can i ask do you mind man i i tell you i don't make anything with my hands i work like i'm a, a whatever federal public servant and you know i most of my day is sitting at a computer that's one of the reasons i am so like I, it's one of the reasons like the gym is so sacred to me. I played uh, pretty high level basketball when I was in high school. Uh, I'm like a, I don't know what you'd call it there. I guess you'd call it AAU over there. Maybe the track, like the traveling teams. Okay. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, so like I did that in high school and, and whatever. Like I, I, I look at, I look at like, oh man, ergonomics as like a practice or like a profession, like the art of not hurting yourself sitting down is like, the, <laughs> that is the most it is the most fiat thing you could ever fucking say. Yep. Like, oh, here's yep. how you, you're going to sit down for eight hours a day. Here's how you don't hurt yourself sitting down. Like we become so weak that, you know, you have to have somebody in there, somebody come in with like an ill-fitting button-up shirt and tell you that, oh man, your, your lumbar spine is not being supported. Like you don't, you're not supposed to need like all these things. You should be strong. You should take pride in your, in your, uh, you know, your physical abilities, whether it's like you guys, you know, work with your hands or in my case, like athletics or, or lifting weights or whatever, like you have to do something like that where you're, you're, you're pushing yourself to develop a skill or develop like a set of, um, like, like a set of talents that not everybody has. And you get there through forcing yourself to learn. And that th those, those nights and days where you're learning that stuff, uh, those are the ones like when you said you come home, you know, after you make something or you finish making a bag and it's like a, a job well done. It's not just that day. It's like the years you spent learning that skill. Right. All those times you didn't want to get back on the machine. All those times you want to just sit on the couch and whatever, binge Seinfeld, nothing wrong with Seinfeld. Great show. But you know, if, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to learn something, it's all those nights leading up to the bag night, right? It's not just the one day. And I think, you know, as far as like time horizon goes, I, we're all sort of saying the same thing that, nothing comes easy anymore. And it's this whole thing is built around us now where we're told that everything should come easy. You go to university, you get a six figure job where you get to wear a tie every day. It's not like that, man. Like I, I'm a university grad. My first job was in a mailroom, uh, you know, or, or I worked as a, a buyer at a pawn shop in the city for a long time too. Like I learned more doing that job than I've learned at any job since then. Talk about cutting your teeth. Like you want to see a diverse population with a bunch of problems and a bunch of, uh, people who are not going to ever tell you the truth and you got to pick through the weeds. Like there's a job for you. That's how you become better is challenging yourself. But everything around you now is this, uh, like Marty Ben says, it's like elite overproduction where people think they're entitled to all these things and they're entitled to them now. Like, no man, 
It's not how things are. And anything you get that way, whether it's a job or a wife or a friend group or a currency, anything you get that's fast and easy is fast and easy for everybody else. And so it's not worth having. Fuck. All right. <laughs> well that's sad. good points. That's good all stuff, man. And I'm going to I okay. So I've never, I'm going to try to even figure out how to say this because we've never done this on the show before, but <laughs> You it's both have con- you both have convicted me about my fatness. Okay, <laughs> you did. You said it. No, first. no, no, no. <laughs> shut your shut your shut your Canadian hole. It's fine. It's okay. So so here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to commit to dropping some poundage, and I okay. hate running. I've always ha- I played American football. I hated running then when I was 18 years old. I hate running now even more. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna commit. Here's what I'm gonna commit to. I'm gonna commit to losing some weight. But what I want Joey to commit to, right? Oh, and we're boy. gonna have let's yeah. let and you're gonna here's so you're gonna commit to two things. You're gonna commit to come back and on come coming back on the show. Okay. But also, I want you to commit to doing something with your hands between now and the next time we have you on the show. I want you to commit to making a painting or making your own wallet out of leather or whatever it is, right? I want you to, to I want I want to challenge you the way you've challenged me, right? Because it's easy. It's easy to be the guy who says, don't be fat, right? That's fair. And it's fair. It's fair, right? Don't be fat. It's easy, I, it's I easy for me because I did it. You're right. I, I haven't I haven't. And I wasn't always this way. And when I, when I had time and when I had the space, I did, right? But I'm telling you right now, you can go to, I don't, do you guys have Hobby Lobbies in Canada? No, we get some similar stores though. I mean, right. yeah, you've got right like now, a Michaels or something, right? Like some sort of craft store, store, right? <laughs> you got some right sort now. of craft thing or whatever. And you guys, you go and you do something with your hands and you make something with your hands, whatever it is. I don't care. Like I said, it could be a painting. Like there's plenty of Bob Ross tutorials you can watch. Like that'd be amazing. I would love to learn how to paint <laughs> like Bob Ross or, or, like I said, make a leather thing, make a table like Jeff or whatever. You do that. And the next time you come on the show, I'll be down what you make the number. You make the number. Oh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you it's, a, I'll give tough. you a starting point. All right. I'll give you okay. a starting point. I'm at 360 okay. right now. I'm okay. six foot two. I'm at 360. So okay. you, you tell me what's a reasonable number. And let's say you come back in three months. Okay. <laughs> okay, 360, three months. Uh, I would say you got to get down to, I think 320 is probably a decent place All right. to start. I think, th- I think that's fair. Months. I think that's Ooh, fair. That's and as a result, and, and, and on my end then, I think in three months, you have to provide me with pictures of, <laughs> well, you can choose, like, do you want to do you want to go more the art side? Do you want to go with leather side or woodworking? Like those I'll are the three you, that you, know, you can you know do off, off to low cost. Yeah, I'll tell ahead. you what I've wanted to build, and uh, my wife's been bugging me about this too because we we drink uh, we drink a lot of canned beverages here. We got like the, whatever the fizzy waters that everyone buys now. Um, right. So so you know what you know what I've been meaning to build and I've been putting off. I want to build a nice like recycling bin. Uh, like what, I don't even know what you call it, like some kind of enclosure for my recycling bins where I can like just toss cans into this wooden enclosure, not worry about if I miss because there's going to be a nice back on it where like all the booze cans goes, go in one so I can return those. And then the other cans go in another one. So those will just go in the recycling. I I, I think maybe I'll try and build that in between now and uh, September. I'm going to, I'm going to try that. 
All right, September's perfect. We'll have you back because that's when my big project is is kind of like because I'm doing a big Ren Fair that runs until mid September. So we'll have you back on at the end of September. I'm gonna be down to 320, and you're gonna have that thing built. Does that sound okay. good? I, I like it, man. That's a good idea. If we can't, if we can't, we talked about this earlier in the podcast, and we didn't actually use the words, but it's called accountability, right? Yeah. If if you don't have, and and you had a friend who, and you actually it was you that was talking about it, Joey. It was that, you know, you have somebody that you can kind of like, I don't know, come alongside you and be like, hey, man, you're not on the right track financially. Like, don't don't bail on Bitcoin. You know, like don't don't sell. It's the same. It's the same concept. We we need this, right? I think I think as men personally, and I don't want to get into all of that necessarily, but I think men do need accountability partners. We need people to come alongside and be like, "Come on, man, get your shit together. You're not doing you're it. Right. You're not pulling the weight." Yeah, otherwise so, it's way too easy to give up. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if I know that Joey's going to be back on my show in September, <laughs> and I better be down to three twenty, and that's some bitch, he better have this fucking thing built because otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to grill him so hard. <laughs> I think that's a really good thing to do. And, and you know what? I appreciate it. I appreciate both of you calling my shit out. Yeah, I shouldn't be 360. That's retarded. That's that's that's, un, that's unhealthy. It was what it is. But I like this. This is a, this is good. I wasn't expecting this, this first, to happen. I wasn't expecting to do work. it, but the way the conversation <laughs> flowed, I, I just I think this is the way it should go, right? So you okay. got to build something with your own. No cheating. Your own two no, I'll hands. Build, I'll man. build it. I'll build it. I've listen. I, I've been I thinking about. I, it. I got like some download the plans from the internet. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But that two, those two by fours better be the two by fours you bought and cut with your own hand and screwed together, and it better look good. Okay, because if I look good, your shit better look good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a glor- right. that's the beauty of the internet, man. You guys can both have so much help. Like Joey, I'm, you can find a thousand different ideas for what you want to build. And Doug, you have unlimited resources on ways to lose. And for everybody listening right now, Joey and I are going to be posting pictures periodically on at beardedhoddle.com and at Joey tweets with three E's. So (laughs) you can check that out every once in a while. We'll be posting something just to let the other guy know. You have to start a thread or something where you just just to let the other guy know. I think I'm going to take up drinking again so I can be part of the fun. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make something cool. No, man. Well, boys, well, right, you, oh, wait, no, you want, you want, Joey? I like this. Oh, this no, is it's, good. Unfair, I, I, it's unfair that Jeff doesn't have any skin in this no, game. Where, I already, where, where I already have a goal. I, we already have a goal, Doug, for what What's we're going to do. What's is, our goal? Uh, well, one of the ideas. No, no, we no. Have... Your goal can't be my goal. That's not how this works. Oh, your goal okay. is your goal, son. Come on. No, I got to. My main thing has just been learning shit because I, I went so long without learning things and I felt like I kind of cheated because I learned a lot about Bitcoin. But Did I you set up a node? I, I, Do you have a node? I, I, I don't have no, a no, node no, I, yet. I, I, I want to so get a node you, and I want to figure out. Why don't you set up a lightning node? node. Do a lightning yeah, node. Dude, that's what oh, I do. that would be good. That's or the really other thing I was going to say is you have to actually edit a show. Oh, that. Oh, no. I don't even. I should, man. I really should. That's something I should have. I have edited 20 shows. I have no idea even where to begin. When the show started, I clicked. So this is what we And then I just took the raw footage. You guys ready? Here we go. I got it. Not this one. No, not this one. No, that's that's ridiculous. No. But you're going to have edited. What do you think, Joey? Five shows? Between now I, it's and hard. September? It's, it, it depends. Like I personally, 
like I'm looking at the uh, waveforms of this. Like I've been kind of watching the waveform because I like I do the editing on ours and okay. It's easy so you with, know it's my easy pain. Two, it's easy with two people, but with three, it's not going to be so much fun for sure. I don't it's going to be a lot no of idea. it's a hard time. Well, because if right, you so guys we'll, care about like talking, if there's like occasionally, I know, um, like I'll, like I'll give like an affirmative if someone else is talking, like I'll go, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure, and like that's annoying after two hours to keep exactly, hearing that, so, like, and then you mute you, it, right? Cut it, yeah, you have to cut it out. <laughs> it's such a fucking pain. I know. I've been doing it all. I fuck. I I should apologize right now for that. But I, like, I Zencaster is not bad because at least they give you separate files. Yeah, I think Zoom it, does Zencaster is very nice. I do. I yeah. I appreciate it a lot. So, yeah. but I think Jeff should have to do three shows. Between now and September, you should have to build something, and I gotta lose forty pounds. I like That's it. That's doable. Are you gonna help Count me? me in. You're gonna help. No, me. no. You're, fuck. Just, are you gonna help get, me? Just are get gonna, audacity. Are you gonna yeah, put gonna less food in my time. mouth, or or or, or make Absolutely. me run more? I'll, I'll no, you're you. not. Oh, this is no. This is no. This is sovereignty, brother. We Stop. all have to be sovereign. Uh, so- we're gonna be sovereign together. Okay. Sovereign together. <laughs> exactly. We're building our own citadel right now. That's whole, what we're doing. Brand new. Okay. Cool. It's good. That's it's awesome. good for you. It's that good for you, good. boys. I I enjoyed this appearance very much. I have to say. Uh, was I, I wasn't. I was expecting to go like an hour, and here we are at two hours. My wife yeah, is like we asleep. Are. All right. So let's, let's me, wrap it probably up. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Here, Joey. Can you give us five more minutes? Can you yeah, of five? course, of course, yeah, 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 happy to. All right, okay, so let's let's Jeff, let's just run to uh, um, what do we call that? The, uh, the weekly price check. The pr- so price check for listeners, we we do a price check every week, dude. You uh, got to give me a pause. See, see what I'm talking. See what I'm dealing with, Joey. Need a pause. I have I know, to get that sound right here. Yeah. I got a stinger, and he never pauses. He just jumps. I didn't even it. know you needed a pause. Okay, here's a pause. Exactly. You know, you need you need a shim, man. You need a shim. Mm. You've Sorry, never told me you needed a shim. pause. All right. You never told me. You've never told let, me I needed a pause. Let me. You have so much to learn, son. So I didn't know. Learn. You've never told me All that right, So Jeff, Jeff, you know what we're gonna do right now? Why Bitcoin presents your weekly price check. What are that's we right. Do? That's right. We're gonna do your weekly price check. Okay. So last week, last week, Jeff, you had uh, forty-one thousand two hundred ninety. And forty cents, or two hundred nine and forty cents. Okay. And I had forty two hundred and wait, no, forty two thousand five hundred and fifty. Yeah, we were. That's forty one we and forty two. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I don't really need to look it up, right? We've had so many issues this week with El Salvador, oh, and oh you know, God, so, so I, I am currently right now, running at thirty two thousand seven hundred and seventy five. Oh, so God. Jeff. You've won like that's another three win. now. That's another, that's another win. for you. That's yeah. another for you. Good job, buddy. Good job. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Four in a row. We Joe, are. yeah, we do it. We do a guess every week. So to see who. Yeah, now you can do your spiel. Go ahead, do your spiel. What? Is, we pa- tell the audience is, what we do. I'm and trying to tell Joey. How long do I pause for? No, you don't have to anymore. I've done the stinger. I've already done it. Is this pause good enough? Okay. I'm going to punch you in the Canadian face, I swear to God. All right, so. All right, listeners, if this is your first time listening, every week Doug and Jeff decide to do a guess of price Bitcoin for what's going to be next week. There's an English. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have it written down, dude. Uh, yeah, every week we guess our what, what the price is going to be the following week, and the winner gets a point, and at the end of the year, the person with the most points gets a pat on the back. Yeah. And, and not else? only can you play at home, but also our guest this week. Yeah, Joey, you're, you're going to play. Joey, you're good to play, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, All right, so we're going to so, take, thir- take 30 seconds. We're, Jeff, because we have to do it on the honor system. So what we do is we write it down, 
to make sure the other guy doesn't really cheat because he has to be like Johnny on the spot when the timer comes up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, right, you'd so, be able to hear the other person's thing, and then they'd get to bounce off it. So you have to say it before. For the power of editing. Is it, is it prices? Is prices right rules right? Lower wins. Well, no, closest. It's just wins. closest. Literally okay. closest. Okay. Closest. Okay. Wins. All right. Yeah, you can't. You can't bid one dollar on this one. Man. Okay. <laughs> and also, we're doing in USD, not in Canadian loonies, yeah. which are apparently course, funny money only, from what you're telling me. The only currency that matters. The only currency yeah, that matters. Yeah, true. Well, for now. For now. Dude, All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Joey, going first. as our most distinguished first. guest, uh, how about you go first, my friend? Happy to. Uh, I'm going to go with 29,300. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, so bearish. Oh, uh, do you have a penny so on that one, or are you just, you're just going straight 49,300 or 29,300? Uh, no, nah, 29,3. That's the 50-week moving average. I think we're going to get a tap. Oh, my God. What a he nerd. Look, he, okay. he knows the stuff, man. Nerd. <laughs> he knows all the ins and outs. Okay. You got your All right, Jeff, go ahead, okay, buddy. Me. I went for thirty-eight thousand four fifty-one <gasps> cents. Four fifty-one and eleven. Oh, it's gonna be a competition, my friend. Okay, I we went got? for thirty-eight thousand seven hundred forty-two. Oh my, okay. Point forty-two. Wow. So we are we're like just over three hundred away from each other, That's just under three hundred. So yeah, like two ninety. That's gonna be good. In the first few good. episodes, I would be like seventy thousand, and he'd be like thirty thousand, <laughs> and then we're, we're freaking hundreds of dollars away. That's pretty wild, man. There's a lot of real estate down here in the thirty range, boys. I'm telling you. Yeah, I That's know. Uh, uh, I know, I know. Jeez. <laughs> I just wanted to do well. That's all. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter, right? Doesn't right. matter because we all own more Bitcoin by the end of the That's day. That's right. So. Price, price is secondary now. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. So, Joey, right, can man. you just go ahead and uh, tell the people where to find you, what you do, and uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, pimp, pimp yourself. Yeah, man. For sure. Look, tell us. Tell us, everybody. Happy to. Um, I'm the co-host of the Canadian Bitcoiners podcast. You can find us wherever you get your pods, uh, and my Twitter handle, which. With any luck at all, man, if Ontario keeps opening slowly but surely, uh, we'll divert back to uh, <laughs> Bitcoin, uh, predominantly Bitcoin with uh, some occasional other uh, semi-relevant takes on God only knows what else at uh, Joey Tweets with three E's in the, the tweets. My co-host Len uh, tweets out a bunch of stuff about the show and some news stories that we cover. He's the BTC price bot, uh, all one word. And thanks for having me, boys. Uh, again, awesome time. I can't wait to come back. Right on, man. Thanks Pleasure for was on. all ours, awesome. my friend. We'll talk, we're going to talk about video games next because <laughs> I wanted okay, to get sure. to that. That's cool. <laughs> all right, right on, man. All right, Jeff, take us out, my friend. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. And as always, why ask what when you can ask why? What? Okay, cut. <laughs>